Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently. and the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that. But what they also do is make great apparel that's uh, made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse, let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish looking guy. But his golf game is on point. Little do they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? 
What's up, player? Do -do 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 -do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Oh, she like Mr. Bean? I find you so asexual. Use it, use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody, indeed. Yes, welcome to the program. Never Not Funny is the name of that program. We're doing it isolation style, but not the isolation files. I don't want anybody making me out. Uh, welcome to the program. 26, oh, Jesus, 10, 26, 10. Is that? Yeah. Daddy wins a prize today. A prize like any other day. Your reward is yet to get to go outside and walk around the block and then come home so you don't die. <laughs> There's my quarantine song about winning a prize during a quarantine. Welcome into the program, fellas. Uh, everybody's here. Matt, Elliot, Garen, we're all here. The whole gang's here. Uh, uh, may I be the first to say, may the fourth be with you, Matt Belknap. I know Thank that you. you are very much into that. Garen Cogra, may the fourth be with you as well. And uh, to a lesser extent, Elliot, may the fourth be with you. I think uh, Elliot's, also a, with you. Elliot's a decently big Star Wars fan. He doesn't talk about it that much, but he, he yeah. cares. He's into it. I, is he? Uh, by the way, your video looks a little weird today, Elliot. I, uh, it's extra sharp. Every now and then, yeah. uh, uh, you're, it looks like you gain about 4,000 freckles. <laughs> yeah, you're like grainy. Are you, in, yeah, are you grainy. shooting in Super uh, 16? <laughs> <laughs> here does that feel better to you no, no now you're off no, now no, you're fuzzy now it's blurry well then it has to be that no, really but why, why can't it be what it was last time and uh i use this i use this on saturday Let's are you about did you switch there. cameras no no no. i'm using the same camera i okay. just there use uh, that go to go to that setting uh, you go back go back to a setting that you were what? just doing right what, there what? go go with that but it's well, as soon as he stops moving he's going to go back to freckle mode yeah, he's probably awful. got something planned where he crawls out of his own mouth or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right about that, Garan. Garan Games. gets it today. Uh, hey, by the way, speaking of May the Fourth, uh, today uh, one year ago we were doing part castathon. Yeah, um, yeah. on right. May Fourth last year, and of course uh, that has been postponed till I believe uh, October 10th of this year. And we'll see if that uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see. 10, 10, that, 20, uh, 20. That's right, Elliot. Do your little joke that is entertaining and amusing to a, to a party of one. <laughs> um, okay. The uh, of course last year we did a flappers, and we want to thank everybody. At least I do a very heartfelt thank you to the people that joined us on Saturday night for that live stream to raise some money for flappers. Uh, they were very appreciative. Uh, apparently, the turnout uh, uh, was very good in their eyes, and so I appreciate uh, those that uh, I know. We I know we're asking a lot of our fans to. Uh, who are already subscribing to video at, at different levels, tier one, tier two, tier three, that sort of thing, to then drop another 10 bucks for something like that. Uh, so it, it means a lot to me that, that, that you guys were willing to do that. And, and also, I know that uh, we got a nice email from Flappers thanking us and very appreciative of, uh, of us doing that show. And by, by extension, I'm appreciative of the fans for uh, spending 10 bucks a ticket and joining us. So yeah. thank you guys for that. And it was a lot of fun. They made, I mean, I, I, we were talking about it before we started. Um, having the audience there in the room <laughs> i didn't think about it beforehand but it did make it feel more like we were doing a live show as opposed to recording never not funny the way we do in zoom every week 
and uh i to the point that i got nervous and flubbed the intro when i was trying to say flappers comedy club because yes, i was like did. i had that i had that weird juice which is what you want when you're doing a, a live show you want that juice and uh and so i was excited that that was the case even though it was uh totally unexpected and um you know even though we couldn't hear people laughing it was just fun to feel like there was an audience in zoom with us uh i thought that was pretty cool uh no the audio was on matt there just were no laughs uh, um, <laughs> oh, well, were i don't feel it like a, it was like a ted talk people were just uh, going look at these four people uh actually my, my manager bruce uh gave me a nice email after it was done he was one of the people that was watching and uh said he enjoyed it and um Made me uh, made a couple of references to the, let me to believe that this, that's the first time he's seen the uh, the show. <laughs> so, um, Even though we've literally seen him in the room at Flappers on more than one occasion. Yeah, I think he's uh, got earphones and he listened to Cheech and Chong records on his uh, <laughs> phone. And um, uh, I, 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 I think that was the first time he'd seen it in this Max Headroom style. Right. Of, well, that uh, makes sense. You know the squares yeah uh pay no attention by the way to uh the uh, smoke effects that garen has coming in on his video today <laughs> i'm trying to um, fix it as we speak he's did i, I he's coming you to guys us with the uh, i'm sorry go ahead Matt. Uh, i was gonna say he's coming to us live from season one of lost perfect <laughs> absolutely perfect remember the smoke monster how that uh, never paid off. that was a thing that uh, seemed important and then uh, didn't really mean anything that was that whole show that show could suck it i've never i don't know if i've ever hated a show more than that one uh no we've hate watched something else right but but that one i uh, i didn't wasn't hate watching it i was watching it because i was into it and then wanted to kill it i i try to i try to think about it positively and be like i really liked it for maybe three or four seasons and uh i just don't think about the the way it ended because there's no but there were benefit. more seasons that you didn't like than that you did like i don't remember how many seasons there were i just know that the first few seasons were so great and i agree with that really interesting and and i thought innovative and cool uh and made me excited to sit down and watch it every week and then you know the you could blame the writer strike a little bit that they lost the the thread a little i think through that problem and then uh, also didn't really know where they were going ultimately i'm gonna go with b more than a yeah uh, B of A, hey, good place if you're looking for a loan. Now's the time. Of course, I would recommend Lightstream before you go to B of A. Lightstream.com slash Pardo. That'll help you out over there. Um, was, uh, what? Uh, 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 did I ever bore you guys with the story of when Donnie and Marie performed at a... Uh, oh, crap. Garen, look up... Um, oh, I, wanted, I, I need the name of this. Look up Showroom Crestwood, Illinois. It's it's long closed, but maybe that will be enough for you to find it. Showroom, Crestwood, and not a light. There's a. I don't want the light. Getting store. a lot of like stores. Yeah, uh, darn it. Oh man. Uh, it, it's not. By the way, it's not important to the story. It's just important for my sanity. Um, n- none of the story is important. None of what I'm about to say. Showtime is live. No, come on, man. We're doing some real searches today. Uh, <laughs> Crestwood, Illinois. Maybe it's an Alsip. Alsip. Try Alsip. A L S I P. Try Alsip showroom. Karina uh, Del Mar. Try, put put in Del Mar Alsip and see what happens. Casa Del Mar. Darn it. <laughs> How long is this going to go on before you tell us what this is pertaining to? <laughs> Condesa Del Mar. That's it. Condesa Del Mar. That's a showroom, right? The Condesa Del Mar. Uh, yeah, they have a wedding. They people have weddings there and stuff. Oh, they, oh, it still exists. They just uh, it's got three stars. 
Two and a half stars. Too many. Uh, well, it had two stars when I, in the story that I'm going to tell you. So uh, when I was in eighth grade, uh, might have been seventh grade, Donnie and Marie Osmond uh, did a week of shows there. Uh, I, I swear to God, I've told the story before. And I apologize if I have. Uh, Donnie Marie Osmond are performing there. My, and my friend Dawn, who is, uh, we're still friends on Facebook. She's a big Kiss fan. But she was a big Donnie Osmond fan. So we would go and try to meet Donnie Osmond. And we, uh, we never met Donnie Osmond. Uh, we did meet uh, Johnny Dark, who was the comedian that opened up the show. So we met Johnny and we met the entire band. We met everybody but Donnie Marie, uh, which was still very exciting to uh, young people. We didn't know that they're just working musicians, you know, just, uh, you know, to us, they were famous. You know, they were, it was exciting. But that's not anything to do with the story. Uh, opening night, this is 100% true, opening night, so a bunch of parents who apparently had never been to a show before brought their kids to see Donnie Marie and the show opened with... Uh, a smoke machine uh, machine, and or dry ice. And uh, parents thought it was a fire and there was a uh, riot mass uh, exodus to get out of there because they uh, <laughs> they thought it was a fire. What? And uh, they had to uh, look that up, Garrett, and see if there's even any record of that still around how. how are you, so you were in you were there. And, we were not there. No, there was uh, news uh, reports. Oh, OK. So this is a different night than when you went. Uh, we never saw the show. We would just go and hang out. Oh, I see. Uh, and then we found out what hotel they were at. That's when we eventually met them was at the mm-hmm. hotel. Uh, but we would go and hang out and, and try to meet them. Um, Boy, that is that is hayseed to 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 riot to stampede out of a venue because you've never seen a smoke machine before. Uh, it was uh, I remember Steve, Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer just, you know, play, like playing the news report and commenting on it over and over like for years because it was so <laughs> ridiculous. So, like there was probably a soundbite of a mother. We didn't know what was happening. Like, like just <laughs> bit craziness like that. Like, well, Led Zeppelin has performed. Kiss has performed. Well, how is this the first? Year? You've been to magic shows. How is this the first? <laughs> also, smoke machine smoke smells completely different from yeah. actual carbon mm-hmm. smoke that was that is indicative indicative Definitely. of a fire. Yes, it so, was not uh, hot either. Yeah, uh, so there's a lot of red flags on this. So it's bananas. Here, here's my question. This is sort of a two-parter, Jimmy. One, what does Donnie Marie do when they see everybody leaving like that? I don't, you know what? Again, I, 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 I'm hoping Garen, uh, I don't know what he's doing now. Maybe he's going to his other computer. Uh, for those that are just listening, Garen, uh, in the middle of a, hey, Garen, look that up. He got up out of his uh, chair and started walking around his room. <laughs> I have to fix this. It's driving me crazy. And uh, uh, I couldn't find anything about the fire scare. You couldn't find anything? Donnie Marie, Condessa Dahl, <coughs> fire? Pardon me. Bless you. Nothing uh, no. at all, Garen? No. Do you have like a date or a year or anything? Maybe. 78, 79. But if Condessa Del Mar, Donnie Marie, fire doesn't give you anything, yeah. <laughs> then you're not getting anything. The, the year's not going to help with that. You're going to have to. You're going to have to hit the microfiche for this one. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I became a, a chain smoker in the middle of that. Yeah, I got. Hey, hey, young people, that's uh, that's a bad Carol Channing. Anyway, that's uh, that. That's uh, uh, that. That little thing on uh, Garen's uh, bottom of his screen is what made me think of that. And, uh, but uh, let's think about the people that aren't watching the video, Jim. How about that? How about you talk to those people? <laughs> Wish them a lot of luck. But you did. You saw Donnie and Marie, even if you didn't actually meet them. Did I know? Oh, you never even oh. saw them. No, I didn't want to see that show. I know. No, I know. I know you didn't see the show. I thought maybe you didn't get to meet them, but you were there. Never saw. No, 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 never. Never mm. saw them. Never. Nothing. Nothing. At Not the, at the I, venue. Uh, I was just about to say it was the exact same hotel, but it wasn't. It was a different hotel in... Um, Oak Lawn when I met Dean Martin. That's when I uh, we went and we stalked the hotel to meet Dean Martin. Um, 
And uh, we were told, because uh, they were playing at, at Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra are playing at the Sabre Room mm-hmm. in, uh, I want to say that's Burbank, Cal- uh, Illinois. And um, Dean Martin apparently was afraid of heights, so he wouldn't stay in a hotel that was more than three stories. And so there was only one hotel that matched that. And so me and two of my friends went to the Holiday Inn on 95th Street in Oak Lawn. uh, And we would go every day after school. And sure enough, one day, coming out of a car, there's Dean Martin. Hmm. And uh, he came over. He signed an autograph. He said, nice to meet young people that are still interested in the classics. I didn't have a fucking clue who he was. Um, (laughs) uh, It was just exciting that here was this famous person and... Uh, he and Frank, apparently at that time, were not getting along. So Frank stayed at a different hotel, uh, but we never knew which one. We never knew which one Frank was at. Uh, Frank was a man and could uh, stay yeah, at a hotel yeah, that yeah. was big enough. Right, he go to the fourth floor. Dean can't do that. <laughs> but you did meet Dean Martin, Jimmy. I met Dean Martin, yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we're going. Famous people as Can you guess who I saw? Celebrity sighting. So I, I, I want to pull the curtain a little bit and just say that I think Matt did that because he was just excited. I can't he's got sit here. I have it. this entire soundboard in front of me. I, I can barely lift it up because it's plugged in, but uh, I can't sit here with all these buttons in my face and not use yeah. them. I mean, what do you expect? It, it dawned on me that once you said, did you see uh, Donnie Marie? It dawned on me like, oh, he doesn't give a shit. He just wants to press no, the button. Don't care at all. <laughs> doesn't care at all. Um... It, uh, uh, I will tell you this also about the Dean Martin autograph, um, because I didn't really understand autographs as a young man. I was collecting them, but I didn't understand it. I made, I decided to make a collage of my autographs. So I cut the Dean Martin one out of the piece of paper that said to Jim, best wishes, Dean Martin. I cut uh, all around it where I just included the Dean Martin autograph and I cut that out to include in a collage. And it's like in retrospect, I mean, who gives a shit really at the end of the day? It's like. You know, you're not. Who am I showing that to? Nobody. But uh, it's, it's just for your own benefit. For my own benefit, it would have been nicer to have the full piece, uh, piece of paper. Uh, that, do, you, uh, do you still have that collage? No, because then I took the collage apart and put everything into a. You know, remember the old photo albums where like it was had that 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 cling, yeah, plastic that would right. hold the the stuff in oh, place. It's I know those. about those right now. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> I've been going through my my dad's old ones and. Oh. and Come on, man! I was making fun of you. Don't uh, don't bring. No, 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 that's that's. I look. I've always got something for everything, right? But I just I've gone through uh, five of those to take the photos out because for some reason, and apparently this is a thing. I was uh, talking on my stream the other day, and uh, folks were saying, "Yeah, I do it that way." Uh, just photos in just no order or organization at all. Like there'll be a picture of me, then my dad in the navy, then my great grandfather, <laughs> then like a car. And I'm just like this because I want to put it together for my sister and maybe my cousins and stuff because there's pictures of my uncle. Uh, I want to organize it in some way and and maybe make a book or something. And and there just I got to reorganize this whole thing. I can't stand it. So I've been going through and taking those out. I will tell you this. When my mother passed away, uh, you know, she had a, a bigger than a banker's box, like a hmm. big uh, box of uh photographs that were all still in the envelope that they came in when you oh would boy. mail your film away to get your pictures yeah. and uh so thousands upon thousands of photographs uh no order whatsoever and i was oh like no. and i'm with you that it was like 
well, you know what? I'm going to spend a, I'm going to spend a weekend and, and organize these. And I literally, I think two hours in, I went, fuck this noise. <laughs> <laughs> because at some point it's like, well, is that 1978 or is that 1980? And, and like, so then you don't know where to put it. And then yeah. do you put, then at that point, do you put it by family member? Do you put it by like, where do you organize yeah. it? And it just became so freaking daunting that I was out. And now yeah. they're, they're all still in that. I, they, I put them all back in that box. and went garage. And, uh, you know, Oliver will have a nice time sorting this out in 40 years when I'm gone. I, I'm guessing I'll to be 93. That's my guess uh, based on that uh, story. There's no way I make it to 93. No way I make it to 93. There's no way. I told you guys how I feel. 86 and I'm out. That's it. <laughs> sure. I couldn't remember the number. Just, that, just for the joke. May have been lower. Might have been 80. 86 now, is the right number. I feel like now, it was, that my, yeah. n- now that my dad is, a, my dad's 77, and my now that he's approaching 80, I'm not happy with the idea of 80 being the number. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Sure. That was a fun thing to say when I was 30. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, nope, not anymore. Yeah, have you guys at all, this would be maybe a little too serious uh, for the show, but have you guys at all been thinking with, sadly, with all the death thing going on with about your own mortality uh, or family members and such, thinking about... Uh, More about my family than myself. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cause my dad lives in New York and he's turning 80 this year. And so that's a, you know, that's a double whammy. Even when it first started, when we we're all like, oh, well, we'll all be fine. But there's, if there's high risk groups and anybody, anyone elderly is a high risk group. And I was like, well, my dad is, is elderly. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, but what can you do about it? I mean, you have to just, you have to revert back to the same attitude that you have regularly, which is just like. You, you know, uh, you have no control over it. It's, I think the thing that scares me, Matt, not is that, and I know that, again, this is way too serious for a show called Never Not Funny, but is that there's a possibility for all of us that we may never, like, I may never see my dad again. Like, if, if, yeah. if, mm-hmm. if you know, if this thing continues on, and my dad's, like I say, 77, your dad's 80, you know, Elliot, you're in your situation. Garen, I don't know your parents' ages. I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's scary to think like if 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 this thing gets them tomorrow and and they don't make it, we may never see them again. And that's a I mean, I guess we always live like that in, in, with our older yeah, parents but, living mm-hmm. out of state. But it just seems to be more oppressive on me. You know, just well, uh, you've got more time to think about it because you're at home and, and yeah. you, you're not. And you're seeing all, all these regular. reports and stuff. And then you, sure. when you read those stories about how, you know, uh, if people are dying alone in hospital beds because you're not allowed in with your family. Like right. when I think about my mom passing away and being in the room with her, if, if that if that was taken away from me, it would be devastating. And so like that yeah. part of that, you know, that part scares the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, you have that experience. You've you've gone through that once. So you have a sense of what that is, whereas I don't know what that feels like or, what, you know, I can only sort of imagine it. But uh, but I will say, like trying to sort of look on the bright side, uh, even though I haven't seen my dad um I, I'm talking to him more now right. than I was before because of all this. I'm talking to him weekly. So it, in some ways it's a positive that we're sort of in, in, we're in closer touch. And, and to me, it is obviously it's nice to spend time with people and you have different types of conversations when you're just physically in the same place for a period of time. But, uh, you know, an hour phone call a week is, is, is not nothing. At least you can do that. Heads up one hour, huh? Or whatever, oh. you know. That's a long call. That's a long, <laughs> that is a long call. call. Well, uh, 
you pass the phone around everybody gets in, uh, gets in no no i don't know if it's it's not always an hour i'm just i'm just it saying it feels like an hour <laughs> maybe uh no I, I think it's just depending on what's going on I, I the last time i talked to my dad was charlie's birthday oh. um so that was a week ago and uh so yeah but it wasn't probably a full hour but um but yeah, it just whatever, you know, if there's stuff we have to talk. I think it's what's weird is like we don't but neither of us are good about staying in touch with each other normally. But now that we're checking in more, um, there's less pressure. Like when you don't talk to someone for a month, then the phone call feels like there's a lot of pressure to like catch up on everything. And then you just kind of don't really know what to say. But if you're talking every week, then there's less pressure on like, oh, well, I'll tell you about this. Who cares? You know, like uh, if this is interesting, then we'll talk about it. If not, we'll just move on and it's no big deal. So I'll agree with that. Yeah, it's kind of it's it kind of made me realize, oh, maybe that's why people call their parents once a week, <laughs> which I never <laughs> do. <laughs> you know, my dad used to make a big deal about how he either would call or see his parents uh, minimum every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as I as I was younger, I liked that because I liked going to my grandparents and, you know, my grandma was a great cook and she'd make, you know, this. Uh, you, you guys heard about those neck bones. Neck I bones mean, for Jim Jim. <laughs> Jim Jim. Hey, the Jim, Jim Jim gets the neck bones. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it. But then as I got older, it's like, Jesus, that's a fucking hassle, man. Once a week you have that responsibility. And now to what you just said, Matt, that uh, I'm talking to my dad maybe a little bit more often because he's been dealing with the, some other stuff and uh you know i'm checking in on him maybe every three days i'm checking in on my dad and uh he's doing fine by the way i don't want to make anybody think that he's not but um uh yeah so it's uh, but i think you're right it, it, and then also the, it's a, the conversation also a little shorter because nothing's happened in three days <laughs> right so you just go hey just check in how you doing i'm doing good jim thanks for giving me a shout blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right talk to you in a few days and then it's over yeah right uh as opposed to like your thing if it's if it's once once a month and if you hang up after 10 minutes you kind of feel like did I, did I insult that person by not talking long enough? Did mm-hmm. they insult me? Should we have talked more? Right. Am I a shitty son? Is he a horrible father? I'm talking <laughs> as a character now, not as me. Yeah. Uh, of course, the other end of the spectrum in these times is the, uh, I don't know if you guys have experienced this at all, maybe not, but um, the gigantic group Zoom slash FaceTime slash Google Hangout, whatever call, where nobody has, there's no conversation. It's just 17 people going, hey, 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 hey. And it's like, this is awful. (laughs) What are we doing here? I have not done that. Did you do that for Charlie's birthday? Is that when that happened? Yeah, we did it with the Lisa's family and with my mom's side of the family. And um, that sounds horrible. I mean, it's it's fun on one level. It's not like, I'm not saying uh, we shouldn't do it, but it definitely doesn't, it does not replace actual conversation. So like my sister and I, like she called me on Saturday or Sunday and we had a real conversation and that's something like you could sort of have, have a little bit of a conversation in the group thing, but then everybody else has to sit there and wait while that happens, right. which is awkward. It's like, uh, you all don't need to be privy to this little back and forth, although maybe you enjoy it. Uh, but it's, it's like, we don't, we have not evolved enough as a, as a species to understand how to have, like if we were all together, if 17 people are, you know, in a, at a house, uh, you know, visiting someone, then you you can figure it out and you all can enjoy each other's company. But we have not reached a point where we understand how to simulate that on a computer screen. And you maybe it's little, partly because uh, you can't. You, yeah, because you can't split off into different. You need breakout rooms. Yeah, you need, exactly. Uh, uh, or, or an MC. You need a family you, MC. You need yeah. a family MC. Uh, 
It, uh, yeah, that's a good point, Matt, because if you're at a party, uh, you know, you and I end up standing by the refrigerator and talking while other people are over by the stove and other people are in the other room. And yeah. but when you're all on the screen like this, it's like, here we are. I did. Go, <laughs> I, I did go to a virtual birthday party on Saturday, I think it was. Um, and and it actually worked pretty well. And I'll tell you what made it work, which is the, the idea was that it's our friend Emily Volman. Her birthday was over the weekend. And um, so her boyfriend invited a bunch of people to, to a surprise Zoom. And he told everybody, hey, you don't have to do this. But if you want to um, uh, make a drink, uh, like inspired by some something in your uh, something in your friendship with Emily or something, some incident or some event or, or just something that represents your friendship. And so a few people did that. And so, and then, so a bunch of people who most, a lot of people didn't know each other in the group joined this zoom. And then Mark just kind of was like, Hey, Emily, check this out. And then just showed it to her and we we're like, surprise. But then she kind of went through and she was like, kind of went one by one and was like, Hey, uh, this, uh, she was just introducing each person to everybody else. And then that person would be like, Hey, I've got this drink. And so there was like a structure that yeah. actually made it so that it was manageable. And it was, it was and fun to hear different people talk about their friendship and, and then explain their drink. Not every, you know, I didn't make a drink cause I'm not an idiot. Like what, what am I going to do? <laughs> you could have thrown some, some ice in a, in a, in a cup with a Coke and a, some syrup or something. Nope. And, uh... Nope. Here's, here's my water. That's what I think of Emily. <laughs> that would have been you. Yeah. It would have been, uh, well, you have lemonade sometimes, right? Don't you have a lemonade every now and then? Every, every once in a while, yeah. Do you drink anything? But you don't. You I really did have some strawberry lemonade over the weekend. Yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> it wasn't great. You don't like flavored beverages? No, I like them. I just think they're like it's a, it's they're they're empty calories. It's just no. Uh, delicious. You're not wrong. Delicious. No, of course, hundred percent, hundred percent right. But uh, I don't miss it. You know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, I wish I could have a Dr Pepper. Oh, there he is. That makes uh, Garen uh, Jones. And how you doing over there, Garen? You look uh, really frazzled today, Garen. I'm concerned about you. Oh, uh, this because I don't understand how everything kind of starts going wrong after five seconds. Like my thing won't settle down. It's it's getting on my nerves. But well, don't you have a fan on, right? Isn't that the? No, I uh, turned it off. So is oh. there, is there a breeze coming through? Mm-mm. I don't know what it is, unless it's coming through my window, but that's like Garrett. sealed off with a box. It's weird. If I may, Garen, I know that we've been on your ass a lot about this lately. Do you think there's some conspiracy involved with this? Could be a ghost. Oh, you, oh ghost you're going to go. Oh, you're going Art Bell conspiracy as opposed to your usual <laughs> militia bullshit. <laughs> um, you don't think uh, it's the government trying to blow COVID-19 into your apartment? You know what? It's possible. They, they could be wanting to shut me up. Guys, I got truths that I have to spread. Yeah. And if I can't, I mean, if they want to shut me down, what am I going to do? Right. I don't finish that sentence. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe, maybe that's a first, maybe that's a start. I did. If you guys were interested, yeah. What do you got? Up one of these. Can you see what that is? Celsius. You got Celsius? Yeah, I've never had one of these before, and it's I've never heard like of it. it. Might be. What does it do? It's a sparkling wild berry. Healthy energy accelerates metabolism and burns body fat. Oh, Celsius, huh? Celsius. How does it taste? I don't know. I've never had it. it, it, it tastes it, metric. And is it zero calories? Thank you, Matt. It is zero sugar. 10 calories. I don't like that. What, 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 I don't like the 10 calories. Yeah, but it, burn, why, why? it burns fat, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah but 
Like, it where does it not burn fat? That is, it can't. If, if there was a liquid calories. that burned calorie, that burned fat, we would all know about it. It would be a humongous breakthrough that people would be like, "Can you fucking believe that this liquid, just drinking it, burns but, fat?" Well, if I may, uh, Lysol. <laughs> Eventually, that will really will uh, not true. the drainers are disinfectant, but it's a liquid. Uh, you'll lo- you're going to lose a lot of weight. You drink that. Eventually, yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, when the I, I would it. suspect that Garen, I'm going to speak for Garen here, but uh, that's the that's the conspiracy here is that it does work, and and we aren't. <laughs> why don't we know about it? Yeah. How do, how did you find out about this stuff? I literally walked past it in the aisle at the little liquor store down the street from my house. All right, and then uh, and are you tasting it right now? Is that you opening I'm it? Taste it right now. All right. This is what flavor is this? Blackberry. Wildberry. Wildberry. All right. Here we go. This is the yeah, taste test of Celsius. Ten calories. It smells like bubble gum. That's. Oh, now it smells smoky. That's oh, smoky weird. berry, huh? Smoky oh, bubble heads, gum. Heads up. Maybe Don guys, and Maria are doing a show over there. I, <laughs> I do not Run. like sparkly water. I don't. You know what? I'm not a big fan of sparkly water either, Garen. Yeah. So let's see. Like a flat good. water. Uh, but he's got to it's have a, a, a strong flavor for me to like the bubbly. Mm. What do you got? It's not bad. You like it, huh? You feel it it's working? Not bad. Your mouth noise just gave me the shivers. I don't know. Like I had like a secondhand shiver from the, you drinking that. Let's let's get in. Let's get into it, Matt. Oh God, you're already no, you're already no, taking an ASMR tone. Oh, let's get in there and get some. Oh, it gave you that kind of shiver, water. Matt. The, no, no the ASMR. Or, no, or a, a no, it, like the, like a shiver <laughs> I would disgusted. get if, if I drank seltzer water. Like you know how that oh. makes you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go into a giggle fit in a second. Okay. All right, here we go, guys. Why, is there Dude. booze in it? <laughs> no, no, because I was just thinking something fun. Like, I'm going to make these mouth noises. All right, here we go. Yeah, I don't... Here nobody wants don't. you to make the mouth noises, I guess, Garrett, I guess when I said that, I kind of meant move the mic away, not closer. <laughs> yeah, nobody is interested in this bit. Stop it. Yeah, it's not bad. All right, sounds good. No, no bad aftertaste? Celsius, no, huh? They got other a, flavors? This is the only one they had. They had one box. And I'm like, all right, why not? I'll try it. What'd that cost you? A dollar? dollar for the can? Uh, it was... F- Five bucks for five for four cans. Okay, so a quarter. Yeah. Oh no, it was it, actually I think it was eight ninety nine for four, four cans. Yeah. Well, that's more than two dollars a can. Yeah. But if so it really like, works, it doesn't work. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't work. It doesn't it's, work. It's, uh, it's not. It's not terrible. So that's. that's all right, you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna try it. Although I don't like the ten calorie part of it. If uh, I start bouncing off the walls, you'll know it's working. That's a good point. Is there a lot of caffeine in there? Uh, 200 milligrams? I, I don't know. Wait, no, 10 whatever. calories, 200 milligrams. It sounds like we're talking about numbers, guys. Let's oh. get do the road, do the road. Put that thing away, man. I'm not kidding. <laughs> He's not wrong. That's into the wrong hands. Yeah, I really should not have this power. <laughs> no, you're the wrong guy to have this. Terrible. Hey, my uh, my soda does not tell me how, many, uh, how much... Uh, oh, there it is. Caffeine content, uh, 57 milligrams in my... Uh, in my uh, 20 ounce now, Coke uh, uh, Now is Zero. that per serving? No, no, t- 20 ounces. I know, but is, it, is, is the measurement per serving? Or is it two servings per container? Serving size, one bottle. Okay, so Garen, what's, uh, what's that on your can? Well, it's a tiny can. Servings per container, one. And what okay, was so the... That sounds like a lot. What was yeah, the caffeine? 200 and something? 200. 200. Well, it's got taurine in it. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's like mm. a Red Bull. It, this is like a monster drink. You're drinking a monster drink. Remember me? I was I was so I was a lot of fun when I was addicted to Monster Drink. So uh, get on board with those, Garen. I think you're to really enjoy those. I can't wait. Maybe I'll have myself a little bit of a personality. I almost got a divorce. <laughs> I almost I almost uh, Matt almost left this show. Uh, it wasn't pretty. 
I'm not laughing at Garen's joke because Garen has a strong personality. It uh, uh, just not this uh, is dull. Just dull, but it's very strong. <laughs> it's a very strong dull. Right? You got a knife and you're stabbing with it. It just ain't killing, man. <laughs> That's you. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Our, our guest, Mike Kaplan, is in the waiting room, as we say here at the uh, the Zoom studios. Uh, we come back. We'll say hello to everybody, as we already have, and we'll check in with Mike Kaplan. He's got a brand new album coming out. I think it's called AKA. Uh, is that on, Matt, at, at risk of uh, making things uncomfortable? Is that on AST Records? It is not. No, nah, you don't want it, right? <laughs> Doesn't make the cut. I don't blame you. Uh, we did put out his last one, I think. Oh, what happened? Why, why is he, uh, why is he moving on? He likes to play the field. That's that's fine. That's his prerogative. I don't like it at all. Oh, wait. That's okay with you guys if we go to different labels? <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Uh, uh, all right. We'll be back. Mike Kaplan right after this. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at the, the wallet missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earn-in's there if you got a last-minute uh, gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the, at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other are you, are you at the wild animal vet yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier oh okay uh i, I think people I, I think they like the sound of pet vet it does sound fun it is fun to say i get it uh but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun so uh, that's a good point yeah why are they yeah. why are they being uh capricious or uh silly with their very you know, serious issue you know capricious say <laughs> uh now listen this is here's the important thing Earn-in is there because the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn-in jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn-in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these are right. not professional these broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earn it app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show let them know who said to you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max c earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolved bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... The SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's uh, When you go on and on about Shopify, you, sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, uh, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. A, 
they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sales, what POS stands for, when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up, and then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah as much as you rave about it you don't want to know about i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2610. Uh, it's a Monday. It's a fourth. I'm going to fold the Monday the fourth. May the fourth be with you. Mike Kaplan's with us. There's not a bigger Star Wars fan in the world than Mike Kaplan. <laughs> Boy, you go to his uh, you go to his Twitter feed. It's nothing but Vader memes today. It's it's nonstop. I had to unfollow him. I couldn't take it anymore. C3P no is what I said. <laughs> Come on, I'm Jimmy Pardo, uh, and that's the end of the show. I literally should, not only, I'm so proud of the CP No coming out that quickly. I want to end the show on that. I, I mean, I want to end my career on it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Everything was perfect right up until you mispronounced your own last name afterwards. <laughs> oh, did I? What did I say? I'm Jimmy Parda. <laughs> that's how i say it oh, okay. i've been saying it wrong all these years it's crazy everybody has it's jimmy parda okay wow i apologize the way, i feel badly i said something during that i don't know if you guys saw it on the screen i spit something out of my mouth that was uh uh covid uh, problematic well that's the reason why we have to do it this way otherwise we yeah. would be in the same room hey speaking of mike kaplan's here hi mike Hello, Jimmy Pard. No, I uh, I offer that. Oh, okay, that's it. The whole podcast is over. Happy to be here. I I do want to also imagine that there are big Star Wars fans out there who understand that you were joking about. I'm not even the biggest. I'm not like Matt's wearing a Star Wars shirt. I'm wearing a blank shirt. Like it could be anything. You could put a green screen on it, put a Chewbacca on it. But I'm I'm doing nothing. But I I, I love imagining that there are people out there who are like he is not the like I'm I might not be the biggest fan, but he's not the biggest fan. But even I understand it's a joke, but it's today is not the day to joke about it, Jimmy. But uh, to me, it is. I appreciate you having me. It's just a coincidence. I also I am familiar with the movies. I did retweet one Star Wars tweet from the past uh, today. But uh, you can't have fo you can't have unfollowed me because of that. You I you can unfollow me because of this. Everything that I'm saying right now. But, um, I appreciate you having me. Always a pleasure. I, I want to know what the tweet was. Oh, yeah, what was the tweet? The Star Wars tweet. Oh, it was, uh, I was at Jedi Elementary School. Uh, someone says, uh, can, can the force be with me? And, uh, oh, it's may the force be with you. <laughs> it's fun. Nice. Yeah. That's fun, right? That's retweetable. And then uh, unfollowable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, unable to come up with a joke to follow that one. It's so unbelievable. Unfollowable. <laughs> I, uh, I will say this. If you're not following Mike Kaplan, you're doing the right thing. All right. Now, <laughs> um, that's not fair. I like Mike. Mike gives you the cute joke uh, alert. He's going to let you know. Here comes a, a cute dad type of joke. I hate to use the phrase dad joke but uh 
it kind of falls into those categories, but but you were warning us that they're happening. A hundred percent. I think that's what's important in comedy, like to to know that it is comedy, to know what kind of comedy it's going to be. <laughs> so, you know, like with music, you don't just show up to any music show. You're like, oh, I'll see a music band tonight. You go to a specific genre. You go because you like what you're going to get. Like I, I'm offering. I think that's the thing that people don't like about dad jokes or wordplay. They're like, ah, comedy, speaking truth to power. Somebody's about to tell me a real, hey, you just lied to me. They <laughs> they feel betrayed. And so I like to in advance, let them know uh, to look away if that's what they'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't think anybody looks away, though. I think, uh, like me, they probably enjoy them. It's a nice uh, break oh, yes. from this cynicism that is on Twitter. So uh, I welcome a Mike Kaplan. I'm glad to be following him because it's uh, it's not unlike my Otter an Hour or whatever the hell it is, Possum an Hour uh, or Otter <laughs> News uh, that I follow because it breaks up the uh, hey, our dumb president uh, right now is telling you to put thumbtacks in your nails and that'll uh, get rid of this virus. Uh, oh, I think that's going to work. I'm going to do that. The guy over at the Kmart says I should do it. Garen <laughs> <laughs> uh, mentioned uh, before we got on the air the uh, the video of that asshole who wore a uh, Klan hood to go shopping as his mask. Um, and you got to be a special kind of asshole to do that. You got to really be a. Uh, although the idea of him pulling that off and it's that uh, Tom Cruise lookalike guy, that, uh, that would be great. <laughs> or Dave Chappelle. Uh, or Chappell, right. Go with the, go that way. Um, uh, Mike Kaplan's here. He's got a brand new album out called AKA. Uh, or is it out already, Mike? When is it released? It releases this Wednesday? May May 8th, Friday as they do oh, okay. now. So, so Friday. Yes. So uh, get your pre-orders in now. Um, this episode comes out on Wednesday, uh, late Wednesday, early Thursday, Mike. So it's right on time uh, for this uh, this album of yours, AKA, and that's released on uh, what label? Blonde Medicine. You're from Blonde Medicine. Hmm. Oh yeah, you're you're familiar. I'm not. Oh well, uh, Dominic Del Beni, uh, previously of uh, of other Rooftop, Amazon, Audible. He's he's worked at all the places. Now he's gone out on his own. Blonde Medicine is actually all the letters of Dominic Del Beni, uh, scrambled up, uh, courtesy of our friend Zach Sherwin, who also likes doing things with letters and words. So yeah, Blonde Medicine, great great label, great guy, Dominic. Happy to have the album out. Thanks for sharing it. Great. And if I'm not mistaken, you had a huge fight with your last label, right? Like the last. <laughs> guys like those guys were assholes compared to this dominic yeah i forget who it was but for sure i do remember they were the worst whoever whoever it was oh, i only remember that shape of an experience everybody is clear on the joke thank you so much <laughs> uh, yes everybody's clear um also mike is uh if you got the video you can see the mike is uh he's got the uh, the covid hairstyle going on that uh, uh, many are dealing with uh, your eyebrows have never looked more groucho than they do at the moment. You it's can trim true. those. You don't need a specialist for that, Mike. Do you know, I'll tell you 100%, like, Jimmy, I, I always love uh, talking to you. Uh, whenever I come into the studio now, I have new sneakers on because of one time you said something about my not new sneakers. And it's good. It's good to buy new sneakers once in a while. And here's the thing. I'm wearing long pants that are actual, like, work. You know, like, I would dress to in these for work to go out to do comedy. I'm, I'm doing comedy work right now. I've put them on. And the eyebrows, the only reason that I have the eyebrows, 
eyebrows that they haven't been trimmed in not only the quarantine time, but months and months beyond that is my girlfriend who I live with, who I love and who is the person who I care most what she thinks of my appearance and my my whole life. Really, I care nothing for what any of you think. She (laughs) loves these eyebrows. I don't think she's trying to just repel other people by keeping like an armor of eyebrow around (laughs) me. I think she loves old man Jewish eyebrows. They can actually I can pull them to beneath my eye uh, and they're just they're they're they have a life of their own almost they're characters in our lives they're turning into butterflies almost they're uh, so look I go to the the barber and I say give me a haircut and they're like and for sure you want us to cut those eyebrows it's not even a question they're like want us to cut those eyebrows you you do want us to and I say unfortunately my wonderful girlfriend who I mean fortunately she has an aesthetic uh, of visual beauty that she she has for herself for our home and for me and so these eyebrows are uh, courtesy Rini Voskresensky <laughs> that's your name I mean, so, yeah I got the thing yeah <laughs> Uh, I didn't think, I didn't think it was the name of the salon that you were going to. <laughs> um, well, Mike, I think, honest to God, if you said Mike Kaplan's joining you and you did, and I didn't know that and you just popped up on the screen, I may not know it's you. You are you are very much in disguise with that thick beard, mm. uh, thicker than I've ever seen it. Uh, uh, the the eyebrows again are Groucho like in nature. And your hair looks uh, pr- professorial, a guy, a pr- professor who didn't have time to shower before he came to class. I've been doing too much preparation of the information for the class. I think it's much more important yeah. to get that out there. We're, we're trying to solve this virus, you know. I don't have time to <laughs> shower and wash the virus off of my body. Right. Good for you. I, well, thank you, Professor, for all your hard work. Uh, itching my arm in a way that I've never done before. <laughs> Reaching over in a way that is awkward and weird. I like right, that Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike looks like if uh, if Judd Hirsch lost eighty pounds. Huh. <laughs> he does. Is are either people happy with that comparison? <laughs> Why not? It seems like you took a you just took a big swipe across all of Judaism. <laughs> I think Judd Hirsch is a good looking guy who's done well for himself. Why not be compared to him? I, I, I think Judd Hirsch is a good looking guy, and uh, the only reason I have to say that is because everyone thinks that maybe I don't think that. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> the uh, what's the movie? Uh, somebody, I, I bring it up, uh, but once every three years on this show, I bring it up. What's the movie with? Uh, I would say Christine Latte and River Phoenix and the family's on the run. Uh, oh, uh, running on empty. Running on empty. You ever see that movie? I've not seen that. Movie. Oh, look, I don't know if it holds up, but I remember loving it. I remember thinking it was terrific. Is it Christine so Latte? Am I right about that, Garen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jimmy, your recommendation is if I could see that movie many years ago as you, I will love it. <laughs> Absolutely. If that place in your life, no question. <laughs> hey, you know, what we watched last night, you know, we we're doing a uh, courtesy of the Garen Cockrell uh, video library. We watched uh, City Slickers last night and uh-huh. uh, I still love it. I still think it's a great movie. I uh, boy, did I enjoy it. I got choked up when I was supposed to. I laughed when I was supposed to. It, it made me uh, very, very much enjoyed it. I haven't seen that in years. That might be a good reason to sit down and uh, watch it. Well, I know from us unsealing it here that you haven't watched it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have I have a secondary Blu-ray of that film. I think. I'm I asking you, and it. I'm not kidding anymore. I'm asking you to go to the kitchen, pull out a knife, and jam it into your fucking gut. <laughs> <laughs> you have two City Slickers Blu-rays in possession. I, I, I mean, now may Jimmy have can. sold the other one when I when I received this one that Jimmy has. Because the was one there he a has difference a big between the two? Edition. Yeah, this is a new a, re, a new release that's 
special edition with all sorts of bells and whistles. This, this has uh, your choice of covers. If you want to flip the cover around, you could uh, oh. have a different cover. If you, you know, if you display your DVDs, you know, cover first, cover front, as opposed to the spine. You don't face out your DVDs. I don't face them out. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Garrett, I do face out the one that we're currently watching because that's how that uh, li- mm-hmm. uh, stands nicely on the shelf. Do you have an end cap in your house? <laughs> you like to I get an end feature cap. a few new releases. <laughs> yeah, uh, staff picks. <laughs> we do that. <laughs> um, I don't Oliver, like. I, I don't like when uh, like movies that are just. I mean, City Slickers is a good movie, but it's it's just a Hollywood comedy. Not to belittle that, but it's it's not a fancy thing. I don't know why you need to do a a, a special edition fancy thing. Like it reminds me of. Uh, I love the Princess Bride, and and I'm not trying to uh, degrade the Princess Bride, but again, it's a fairy tale action of adventure comedy, whatever you want to call it, romance. It's all it's all the genres in one thing. <laughs> that's that's what's why it's special. But they they put out a Blu-ray, and the cover they like. I don't know who they hired to make this cover, but they made a new cover that the 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 name the princess bride the the way it was written the, they designed a font to write it so that if you turn it upside down it still says the princess bride which is oh. un, undeniably cool but what the hell does that have to do with the princess bride who cares Nothing. i don't need to turn the princess bride upside down and be uh, be- be- bewildered by the results and Matt. again you, you don't have an end cap so what's the point i'm right. sorry mike go right ahead oh oh no thank i i want it's great to be able to see everybody and uh, and also hear everybody those are the two things that I like about uh, this video <laughs> format. And so in addition to that, I'll say, Matt, so I understand The Princess Bride, a fine movie. The C- City Slickers, a fine movie. What movie do you think is uh, merit? Mer- what what like one does merit? Of, what? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, so, well, in my mind, it would be something that's like, like, remember the movie Pie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a movie that's like inter or like Inception, like a movie that like the plot and the construction of the film itself is inter- intricate and and elaborate and, and fancy. And so like that would make sense for the cover of that to be like, oh, look at this. You turn it this way and it still says that. For Inception, you just keep opening different. There's boxes within boxes within <laughs> yes. boxes until eventually right. you get down to the bottom. You're like, is the movie even in here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah the, the actual box you buy is like the size of a refrigerator and you have to just keep opening it. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. So like to me, I just don't know what like what prompted that. They're like, we got to do I, something special. I think, Matt, to, to, to be devil's advocate, I think some people would disagree with you and think that Princess Bride is the exact movie to do that with. People are so into that movie. Well, people are into that movie the way you're into Star Wars. I mean, people I, are I really love it too. into that movie. I, I I know every line of the dialogue in that movie, but I don't need it to be uh, like a visual puzzle. That doesn't to me doesn't apply to the movie. I I, well, do, Criterion I, just released that. Believe it or not, the Princess Bride. I don't fucking believe it. Girl. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a storybook. <laughs> the cover looks like a like the book. That's, oh, that, that like makes sense. That, that, that is makes a, sense to me. That's a good I idea. I will say this, Matt, I've, I did a little search to see what you're talking about. Yeah. And the thing that they did was they, they had the characters, uh, Wesley and, uh, and, uh, Buttercup, Buttercup. Thank you. Uh, in their two, in their two lives, like there was the life before all the adventure, mm-hmm. uh, as you wish. And then there and- was the life after. It got flipped, turned upside down, like yeah. it says in the theme song. Okay, so now that, if this was a box set of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, totally great idea for the box to flip it upside down, and then one side is Philadelphia, the other side's Bel-Air. 
<laughs> even though you almost never see Philadelphia except for in the opening credits of that show. I mean, yeah. Matt, it's the fresh Princess Bride of Bel Air. What do you what <laughs> what don't you see about this? Uh, Hang on, are, are we on at midnight? Why did that just happen? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Points. Mash mash up your favorite TV show and your favorite movie. Uh, you know what? That's actually kind of fun. I'm, I don't know why I make it fun of that. I yeah. would that category. <laughs> I kinda, maybe we should start playing that on this show because that, that show's not on anymore. If I may, Mike just won. I think that uh, <laughs> he did. Thank I, you. I, I also want to point out that I, I don't know how many examples of that there are in the world, the, the font that you can flip upside down. But I will tell you that um, Lil Wayne released an album a few months ago that mm. did the same thing. I believe if you search for, I think they're called ambigrams. Correct. You, I, yeah. Ah, thank you. You can, you can do it with, I mean, there's people, there's a lot of examples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many and, of them were uh, <laughs> warranted and appropriate? Well, I think one, one of them, if you look for the word ambigram, the same upside down and right side up, that's like the best, that's the only one you really need to look at. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look up my own name, have it done. I'm not suggesting somebody did it, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, Somebody can. Yeah, Jim or Jimmy, that's a, that's a common enough name, I would yeah, think. Yeah, I think it could happened. work, right? Hey, uh, Jimmy about, Parda or just Yeah, what Jimmy? about Parda? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's go around the horn. Mike Kaplan, as I mentioned here, he's got that brand new album coming out, AKA. You can buy that over at, uh, go to MikeKaplan.com. I imagine he's got uh, some sort of a link over there for the uh, album. Uh, but let's check in over there with the, uh, we talked to him earlier, the Pop Culture Beast uh, Info Desk. Uh, that is sponsored by Dogpile.com. Garen Cockrell in front of that video library. Garen, how is... Uh, uh, we, talk, we saw you on Saturday, of course, for the uh, for the live event. But uh, anything else happening over there in Van Nuys we need to know about? Uh, I started watching Shit's Creek finally. Oh, good. Get on board. Man, that show. I, I don't know why it took me so long to start watching it. I guess because people kept telling me to watch it. And I'm like, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's funny. How far in are it's you? It's funny. Uh, I think episode 10 of the first season. Okay. Like I'm watching them like six at a time, basically. Whoa. Here's what's interesting to me. To me, me it's interesting in that the show, as it goes on, in my opinion, gets less funny, but better, if that makes Mm. sense. I think it becomes a better show that's less funny, Uh, but in a positive way. I think that uh, Mm. it's less joke heavy and more character driven, and it really works. Jimmy, thank you for the the good show alert. That's nice to know that <laughs> if you're expecting it to get funnier and funnier, you might be disappointed, but if you're expecting it to get better and better and less funny now, now I might watch it. Uh, it's worth watching. I, I, lo- I thought it was great. I very much enjoyed it. Cause Dan I mean, Levy, he takes over, right? He basically turns into the showrunner at some point. I think he always was. I think he always was. It was, it's his, oh, okay. it's his, uh, it's his baby. Yeah. I thought he sort of evolved into that role. Cause he's only I, written one episode so far that I noticed. Oh, is that true? Oh, yeah, he, I only saw. He wrote. The I could pilot. be wrong. I, I thought he wrote the I, pilot with his dad. He might have. Maybe he did. But I've only seen him credited once. Karen, hmm. is there a chance that you have not watched this at all? <laughs> Maybe he's such a good guy that he's like he's writing every episode, but he's like, I don't need any of the credit. I'm just happy that the show exists. You take it. You put your name on, it. and they're like, Really, Dan? You should be the one. He's like, No, just the fact that it exists at all is. You know, I do. Baby. I do know this based on a friend of mine uh, who wrote on a show, and I will not uh, reveal the show or the person uh, to keep everybody. Uh, uh, maybe there's a legal thing behind this, but um, is it Dan Levy and Shit's Creek? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to decide that's who it is, uh, you decide yourself. I will tell you that his father is a famous man from SCTV. So here's oh. the thing: <laughs> who has eyebrows uh, just like Mike Kaplan? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, or one of his insane characters. <laughs> um, 
they would, uh, you know, you get more money if your name is in the credits. But if you're all in the writer's room, you're all kind of writing it anyway. So mm. they would rotate whose name would get on the uh, would get the credit so that they would, you know, get that extra ten thousand dollars or whatever, in addition to whatever they're getting. So they would rotate it over the you know 22 episodes that they all would get that a couple of times. Uh, oh, that's and that's cool. how that writer's room did it, which I think is a great way to do it. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. I also feel like in, in comedy, uh, at least like network TV comedies, usually the, does the showrunner, I don't remember showrunners writing specific episodes. They're kind of running the room, but I, I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like you don't see like very rarely. Maybe you see Greg Daniels, name as a writer on an episode of the office, but he was running that show. Well, I well, think got a smaller like Netflixy right. sort of C what is that? CBC or whatever shows they probably, yeah. Yeah, you're and right. sometimes you would see Larry David's name having, you know, uh, writing credit from time to time. Mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin would write like the the at least the first episode and the last episode of a lot of the West Wing. I've been watching yeah. watching that. So I think I think they uh, well, I think de- there's yeah. no it rule. It definitely happens in drama, like the one hour dramas. I feel like you do often see the the person who the showrunner slash creator is has their name as the writer on episodes. But, but I was don't trying you to see Mike Schur's name a lot on a, on a lot of that stuff. That, well, that, that's I've, I've been. We just started watching Parks and Rec with the kids, and I was. That's what I was thinking of. I don't. I don't remember seeing Mike Schur's name as a right as a written by in Parks and Rec, but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just uh, not thinking straight. Well, I remember back in the Buffy days. Anytime you would see a written by Joss Whedon moment, you'd be like, "Oh shit, here we go!" Like you knew it was going to yeah. be a major episode because he's. You know, there was a, uh, a, a to flip it. There was uh, a, some writers on Friends. That whenever I would see their, and I don't know these people, but whenever I would see their <laughs> name, I would go, this one's going to suck. <laughs> and, and it always did. It yeah. always did. Yeah. Um, and it fascinated me. By, by the way, I, I've never been hired to write on anything. So, uh, <laughs> I, but I know uh, what I like and I know I didn't care for those people's uh, episodes of Friends. That's funny. I don't remember other than the creator, because that's a, that's a, another example. I remember seeing Marta Kaufman and who was the other two? Uh, Crane? what isn't it what isn't crane the last oh, name david of a person? crane yes thank you I, yeah. thought, I thought you said bane and it confused the hell out of me <laughs> i thought you just bane. said oh. rain i was like what oh uh, no uh i guess guys uh no more podcasts yeah. okay uh, Mike everybody yep. i was i was trying to help i was uh i gave the right answer it's i know it's not a trivia game but uh yep. i understand also we're in the context where we all might be throwing in jokes and uh perhaps it maybe i could make bane work yeah hmm friend nope i can't can't do it <laughs> good try good try i really thank you yeah but that's i was i remember they those the 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 show runners slash creators of friends wrote the finale. Like that's the kind of thing I feel like you see like uh, uh, if it's the, maybe a season finale or a series finale, that's when the, the showrunner comes in and, and you see their name written by, but I don't know. You guys want to talk about something else? <laughs> it makes the most sense. <laughs> so that's what Garen's week was about. Yeah. So, so Garen, that's what you're up to then. <laughs> yeah. Well that, and we basically just completely reorganized my and cleaned up my living room. Uh, who's we you and uh, your 19 roommates yep and yeah so uh, and this was all happening Saturday while we did our live show right they were reorganizing the living room yeah that's been it took us four days to move everything and we vacuumed cleaned the whole carpet steam cleaned it oh yeah right where'd you get a steam cleaner during this uh, these times one of those where you rented at uh, Ralph's or something remember the neighbors that came and knocked on the door at two o'clock in the morning yes the next day we saw them walking one into their apartment we're like Hey, where'd you guys get? Because we tried to rent one. I mean, you can't rent them because of the quarantine. They're not doing it. 
and uh, they're like, oh no, it's my buddies. I'm like, can we can we use that? I'm like, yeah, sure. They let you can borrow we, it. They let us borrow it. Yeah. So wait, no, is that accurate? Because uh, I got a stain on a piece of furniture over here, uh, and I was thinking, oh, I'd just go up to uh, the grocery store and rent one of those Doctor Steams, whatever they're called. They are not renting those at the moment. They, as far as a couple of weeks ago, they were not because they can't like the return situation. They, I guess it's a risk or uh, something. Yeah. I don't know if that's changed. I doubt it, but um, you can always ask. I could always ask. You know what? You make a good point. Next time I'm at the Ralphs, <laughs> I just, I'll, I'll ask him about it. I'm not making fun. Mike is laughing in your face, Garen. Uh, did I say it comedically? Of course I did, but that's how I speak. My, as I've mentioned many times, my wedding vows, people thought I was being sarcastic. So, um, I, Just to be clear, it's not possible to tell whose face I am laughing in. I, I see all your faces equally. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was really directed at Garen. I could tell. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you think you're hiding behind those brows, but I could see what your, your real intent This is. is the mask that I use. It's the Groucho mask that I use when I go out. So <laughs> if I ever get stopped. Smart. Very smart. Uh, wait, wait a minute. I've got to give you guys the, the trivia question. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm supposed to get answers as we go along here. At least the category. I screwed this up. The category. All right, so here's the category first. And again, Mike, you're betting anywhere between zero and 25 points. Yes. The category is, um, uh, here we go. It's uh, pop culture. Pop culture. And the question is so long, it's on two pieces of paper. Oh, these are green, <laughs> so you can't see them. Uh, there's, uh, there's one, and then there's the other. Uh, wow. And then Oliver also wrote in here, and I don't know if this is a giveaway. Uh, I guess you'll know once I read the question. Um, but I guess I can't read it. Well, I already know this, so I have to say this out loud so yeah. that we're all on the equal footing. P.S. Not Star Wars question, but happy Star Wars Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so it's pop culture. Pardon me. You all right, Elliot? Yeah. You got the 19? You got the, the, the vid hardcastle? I think I got the 20. Oh, yeah. You got a new one? You got a brand new virus? Yeah, because that, well, that's how it works. They just they just increment them up. As we learned from our president, uh, the, the numbers just keep going up. Was it the president or was it some governor? I think that one was a governor. But yeah, I don't want I don't want to miss miss uh, uh, misattribute uh, stupidity to the wrong person. Just to be clear, for real, I, I'm sorry if uh, we're all having fun, but the 19 is because it was 2019 that it was discovered, and yeah. so yeah. if there was one discovered this year, it would be 20, not just because it's the next one, but because right. that's just the year that right. it is. Yeah. The next one that they discover could be uh, uh, 2032, so it would be COVID-32 possibly, right. but... Uh, and there could have been COVID nineteen A and COVID nineteen B and COVID nineteen C. Ah, that'd be that'd be fun. If it is thirty two, we'll have a lot of fun jokes about how we don't know whether we'll we'll need to watch all the uh, you know in intermediary COVIDs. Like, oh no, <laughs> how will I understand the plot? <laughs> I will tell you this: the first time I heard a comedian say that, I thought it was the greatest joke in the world. Like, it, it was about it was about Malcolm X. Yeah, yes. I oh. like this. I haven't seen the first nine. I thought it was a <laughs> great joke. A, yeah, yeah. And, it, that's the thing. I mean, one the thing about jokes is uh, when it's a surprise, it's a surprise to you, and yeah. and that's what makes it a joke and good. And then if if you hear many jokes like that, it's no longer a joke. It's just like song lyrics that you've heard before. Yeah, agreed. Let's agree to agree on this, Mike. <laughs> I agree. That's kind of the comedy you can get on AKA. That's out now on <laughs> Blind Medicine, which is a great song by uh, Bon Jovi. Blonde Medicine. Oh, love Bon Jovi. Oh, I said blind. Thank you. Blonde Medicine. Do you really, Mike? Uh, you know, the answer is I do have a great fondness for Bon Jovi music. <laughs> wow. That is surprising. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's only because I'm from New Jersey, but I do know that all the kids that I grew up with loved Bon Jovi and I didn't listen really to music till I was a teenager. And so I sort of caught up and 
I think it's because when you're a teenager, my your brain is forming into your adult brain and the things that you love then or the things that even you don't love, the things that you're just, you know, you're marinating in the societal stew as a teenager and years later you're like, oh, that song, I didn't even like that song, but I remember it reminds you of, you know, your youth, you're becoming an adult. And so bon- I started watching, you know, Bon Jovi videos. I I will always love you is a, a, a classic, a classic one that I love. And then I just started, I was like, oh, those kids were right. Those dumb kids who didn't know anything that I grew up with were right about Bon Jovi so yeah I don't like listen to Bon Jovi actively today but whenever his name comes up I'm like oh yeah love love Bon Jovi no I have to say I don't know that Bon Jovi song I will always love you is that uh, oh that might not be the name of it it's just called always always. yes oh it's always okay thank you that's probably his maybe one of his best songs you think that's better than bad medicine oh yeah (laughs) Of course it is. Any fucking song better than Bad Medicine. <laughs> but that's it. But but that's what your love is like, Jimmy. My love is like a blonde medicine. It's very good. <laughs> Shake it up. Uh, as I've said, Mike, many many times, I I can't stand Bon Jovi, but I saw a Bon Jovi cover band and I enjoyed every second of it, which then led me to believe. You know what I don't like about Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi. <laughs> this is I great. I don't like I don't like him. Uh, do you, do you know Sean O'Connor's jokes about Bon Jovi that are fantastic? <laughs> I, by the way, can I just say this? I don't know if Sean O'Connor is capable of making a bad joke. Oh so no! I he's, expect whatever he wrote about Bon Jovi is phenomenal. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a few. Can I tell you one? Yes, of course you can. Uh, uh, Mike, bring some fun into this show. We're in a COVID crisis. <laughs> so I believe uh, I'll paraphrase here. I believe uh, he's talking about a time when he lived in Los Angeles, as I believe he does now. Uh, but his mother uh, was in New Jersey, where they come from, where Bon Jovi is lauded. So she calls. He's like, I, she called me at two in the morning. LA time 5 a.m. Bon Jovi time and she says to me uh, do you uh, do you know who is in the hospital and I was like dad and she says better and the answer was Bon Jovi was at the hospital and is, uh, is his mom a nurse Yes, she, oh, she's a nurse at the hospital. That, um, that part is relevant to the joke, of course. So she's excited that JBJ is in the house. Yes. Calls her son 2 a.m. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> By the way, guys, you can hear all of Sean O'Connor's John Bon Jovi jokes on his great album. It's on AST Records. It's called oh. the James Dean type, I think. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's a great album. He actually he worked at a Best Buy when John Bon Jovi came in and, and was a customer of his. And there's a funny, oh, yeah. really funny story about that. I, uh, by the way, all of my releases, uh, my last two um, have been on, uh, right, Pompa, is Pompa, no, Pompa's Clown is not, uh, re- the reissue's on AST Records, mm-hmm. uh, but Spritzatura is on AST Records. I exclusively, when I find a label, I stick with them. Loyal. Uh, that's, that's great. I love, I love loyalty. I'm, it's one of my favorites. I love loyalty and I also love, you know, diversity. Those are the two things that you like? I'm loyal to. <laughs> Good for you. This is, of course, all just ball busting fun. Sean O'Connor would have had a great joke about it. Now listen. Uh, all right. So it's pop culture. Here's your question, guys. Here's your question. Wait, everybody got their uh, mic? Yes. Did, did you write down your points, Mike? Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't know I was supposed to write it down. I thought you were going to ask me to tell you, uh, but I am going to uh, write know? it down. Why do I get right to see now. his feet? What's happening? Yeah, we're seeing feet. We're seeing your feet, Mike. Oh, sorry about that. I Hi, didn't mean to show you my feet. Uh, I have now the num- written down the number that okay. I am. All right, here betting. we go. Now, here's your question, and this is a long one uh, in my son's handwriting, so get ready to uh, have me have him come in here to read it to us. <laughs> uh, in... See, in a season five episode of The Simpsons, apparently my son doesn't want me to frickin' win a frickin' <laughs> <win> here. <laughs> uh, 
In a season five episode of The Simpsons entitled Bart Gets an Elephant, Bart okay. wins a gag prize of an elephant, but later will get money instead. He demands he gets the elephant. This is nearly uh, this is a nearly exact parody of a real event where the real thing where the same thing rather again my son's handwriting is <laughs> atrocious where the same thing happened on what game show was a gag elephant given oh okay that's oh, a pretty good nah. uh, god damn it i thought he was gonna ask the elephant's name which i know it's stampy <laughs> <laughs> that's not what he's asking matt nope this isn't a simpsons question at all i'm so pissed uh, uh do we write down the answer is that the uh, the way it's played uh, yeah write down your answer uh, and I don't, I'm not I'm super I'm not super confident with this answer, but I, I feel okay about it. I feel uh, I feel decent about mine. I feel decent about my answer. Elliot. I feel okay. Mike feels good about it. His feet are uh, enjoying the breeze. Hey, Mike, what's the weather like there? And uh, you're in New York City, correct? I am in New York City. Yesterday was the the warmest, most beautiful by those metrics day that we've had. So uh, like I went outside. I've been going outside with a with a hoodie at times, had to take off the hoodie. Uh, so, yeah, uh, weather weather really nice uh, and full of diseased people. <laughs> yeah, boy, oh boy. And uh, uh, your neighborhood, are they uh, pretty much following the rules, masks and, and distancing and such? They are. The uh, I'm around the corner from the Park Slope Food Co-op where I shop, and uh, the line often goes around, like, three like two and a half blocks and there are uh on the there's like markings tape on the on the sidewalk of where to stand so it i think yeah almost when i see somebody without a mask i'm like oh that is i'm glad that it's a rarity yeah it's uh it is shocking when the, you see the person who's not uh, by the way i went to i had to go to target and do some shopping on uh uh saturday i had to get uh, you know some throw pillows and stuff for the house uh you know the essentials, essentials. and um, uh the woman in front of me you know they're headed you know there's the line and they too have the tape markings every six feet and where you're supposed to walk to the woman in front of me in fact i took pictures for danielle uh with with the answer with the with just the caption every time she would walk to the middle of the two lines oh, every no. fucking time but so she was nine feet behind the person in front of her, which then made me have to be if I wanted to say six feet, I was then driving the person nuts behind me mm-hmm. who was then driving the person nuts behind them because none of us could were at the line. Up, yeah. And I was like, at what point you, at what point are you going to realize those lines are for you to walk to and stop it? And in this particular case, like if you were like, I'm going to follow the rules of being on the line, then you like she's at risk from your breathing, not the other. Like this is best case. I mean, this is good that she's not endangering anyone more except for herself. She's annoying everyone or endangering herself. Yeah, well, it annoyed the hell out of me. I'll tell you that for the you know the thirty minutes we had to wait in line, it was driving me bananas. Like you're never going to catch on to these lines. You're never going to catch on to it. Okay. So I had to stay, you know, like I say, nine feet behind her. And that, of course, was I have to imagine angering the people behind me because that person behind me would always you always see them. You'd feel them walk, then realize, oh, too close and then move back to uh, being six feet away. That And that happened again every single time that we went up. Garen, uh, we're circling back to you before I say uh, hello to Elliot. Uh, give us your answer on this. Uh, this Simpsons question. I got a comment on that poor woman. She's got to be a nightmare on set if she's an actress. She just can't hit those marks. Okay. All right. I'll see you guys later. Wait. <laughs> yeah. I this like X's. You got something there, Matt? That was a joke. Yeah. I don't get it. Check out the walls and remember who the boss is. Ice, 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 ice.
As I've said over and over on this, uh, ever since that song came in, um, I like it so much that I'm, I'm icing when icing isn't necessary. That is how much I, I like it's that. It's definitely song. changed the course of the show because yeah. I am looking for the ice at every opportunity. <laughs> I, I like it so much that I purposely say jokes. Oh, thank you, Gary. Now, that was not an example purpose. of me looking for something nice. That was iceable. That was, <laughs> that was deep freeze, baby. I like that song so much that I, I had it stuck in my head over the weekend and I was singing it and then Charlie started singing it because he heard me singing it. He has what no idea. What part sing? The Ice by Jimmy part or the rap in the beginning? The whole thing. But I, mostly he, he just kept going, Iced by Jimmy, too cold. And <laughs> it's hilarious. I, I like it so much. For sure, it's worth having a joke that you don't enjoy. Like at, like having Bon Jovi that you don't enjoy is worth <laughs> Worth it for the Sean O'Connor jokes, you know. I yes. think yes. I think the world is better for having both of them in it. Agreed, one hundred. Hey, Mike, I, I, and we'll we'll go around the horn here. But Mike, I'm curious, are you doing any of these? Uh, I was very anti these when it started, and I uh, I don't know if I would still uh, I still maintain that I don't think I'd be interested. But I know some people are doing it and they're enjoying it. Are you doing any of the Zoom stand up shows? I am doing them. Uh, for me, it kind of. Once that once the offers started coming in, I was like, I guess I'll I will try it. I'll see what it's like. Uh, and in some ways, it's like this. It's like a podcast where there maybe are some other people in the room on mic. Maybe everyone is muted. Maybe it is like a performance art piece where you're like, is anyone listening? And then you get to just, you know, you're wonderful at talking. You would be great at these shows. Like the, the idea that, you know, I'm not doing my best honed, polished material that works in front of live audiences that gets laughs in my mind that when I do it and to nothing that like but I'm thinking like oh if my best joke would get nothing then why don't I just say the newest thing I could think of and have it get the exact same reaction that my best <laughs> joke would get and so I, I really do find like it is you know creatively not constricting but you know expansive in a way uh, so I do and then I did one show I've done a couple shows where they have curated an audience of people to have like certain people with their mics turned on and they're like if it's too loud turn it off like they're they're good with you know kind of bouncers you know which is kind of nice this is a thing that i like like how do you deal with hecklers well just tell the admin to mute their mic and that's uh i hope that works uh when we get back to real live comedy shows uh just having a black mirror style button but so this is the kind of material that's being uh uh processed in this time and i'm like i think it's great it gets the same reaction as my best jokes but uh they what sometimes there are these curated audiences and it's almost like you know doing a show where i'm like oh this i've been saying this my girlfriend has been laughing at these particular jokes that she's like that do that one every time it's about so the only jokes that i've been i'm sure of that really work on a live audience are i love my girlfriend and this one toilet paper joke that she's like i just tell everybody <laughs> so we haven't uh, heard sure. it yet mike <laughs> Oh no! Uh, if you want, I'll I'll give it to you. Here we go. Please welcome to the stage uh, here at the uh, in the Zoom room, uh, Mike Kaplan. Make thank. It. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, oh, it's oh wow. This is uh, oh wow. I watch with the fucking eyebrows. <laughs> oh man, I will. I do have jokes about those, but those are from the before times. I know they work. Can't tell you anything more about those. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you one taste of that. Uh, you know what they say about a guy with big eyebrows is uh, get away from me. So that's normally what they say. Appreciate it. Uh, but my so I was. I do want to give a quarantine tip. This is. I mean, this is for real. Like, there's you know, jokes are about nothing. Jokes for escape. But jokes about what's really happening. Jokes to engage 
change, uh, the solidarity, the communal experience we're all having. People are worried. People maybe not as much. Well, this I wrote this early on. This tip for when people were concerned about running out of toilet paper. And if you're concerned that you might running out, might be running out of toilet paper, I just recommend try not to poop for several weeks. If you can avoid, try to not poop. Uh, and if you're worried about running out of food, try to not eat, and that'll help with the not pooping. And obviously, uh, at this point, I jump in and say that's a joke. Do you must eat. Nutrition is important. Keep your body alive. But the part about not pooping that is not a joke. That part is a sincere recommendation. And I just keep going along with that for a while. And my girlfriend, she's in the other room behind a, a closed locked door with noise canceling headphones because I am very loud and she does like quiet. But if she were out here, boy, you would hear one person <laughs> laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Should I, should I play that song? You again? got it. Yeah, you got uh, it. That's unfair. Uh, right? We can't ice the guest. That's no, not fair no. to the guest. We, no. Have we ever iced the guest? I don't think. I don't, have we ever? I don't maybe think a friend of the so. show. Maybe a. Oh, the Mike's a friend of the show. We could. Yeah. We could ice Mike, yeah. and he I would, know I'd be fun. honored. Honored to be iced. And the, the, long story, very long. I have done those shows, and I do. I do feel it does feel like doing something. Like doing them is almost like doing nothing, but it does feel like something in these times. Have you done the ones where you can get paid? Oh yeah, they, there's there's a whole a whole spectrum. Like sometimes they like you know put your Venmo on the screen. Sometimes they collect money themselves. Sometimes there are tickets. I am on the day of my album release. Uh, this is not this was not a setup. I like I like that you know magicians sometimes are like now we've never met before and they say <laughs> yes that's correct. I'm like if you had if it was a setup you would just li like you would lie like how does this this does not you're you're not swearing on a Bible this, this is not you could lie in court as well anyway. Uh... So I do have a show on May 8th, the day that my album comes out, at the Nowhere Comedy Club. And these are folks that are curating a nice audience experience. So you, you buy a ticket, you look up Mike Kaplan, Nowhere Comedy Club, and you can be in the audience. Your laughs may be audible. I may hear them and know that comedy is still a thing. Uh, and it's, uh, I mean, my only concern is that I've been doing so many shows without worrying about an audience. Like, what happens when they're back? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, you so you have you seen any of the nowhere comedy club shows yet or are you going to uh, going in blind on this uh, I've participated in other shows that these folks have been have been running where they've had the curated audience. It's uh, it's Steve Hofstetter and Ben Glebe and uh, Chris yeah. Bowers are like the comedy juice oriented uh they're they're they've got they've got a show where they just you know they have guests they have comedians and you know just kind of joke around and they've really fostered a nice audience a nice community like everybody's it's kind of like you know a comedy show in general in the past in the before times would be like hey everyone i'm gonna i'm gonna as a comedian i'll say things and then you agree to listen and the goal is for you to laugh involuntarily like it's like it's a weird thing if you you know sort of explicitly say what's going on but it's even more like that now this mind mindful like this just uh intentional like compassionate group of people that are like yeah. okay like comedians need us we need them like i get let's all pretend for a little while until it's real like it seems it seems artificial but like the the seed of what what everyone's desires are is like really meaningful you know what that's the best explanation i've heard about it and and uh i, I still don't know if it's for, right for me because i do this and and i, I get enough uh, out outlet here but uh uh I, I like the way you just described that mike uh, it, uh thank better, you better than anybody else has uh, done it where they just go just do it it's fun 
<laughs> no, no. And I, I think, uh, I don't know if we need a whole new theme song, but I think I just got niced by Jimmy. <laughs> that is my, my rap name is nice cube. So, or nice, nice babe, uh, you know, vanilla, nice, all of them, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what, just, Matt, you, you now can play that. Yeah, yeah please. I, 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 it's time. I think it's definitely time. Uh, <laughs> well, good luck on that show, Mike. I wish you a lot of luck. Check out the walls and remember who the boss is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> nice. Hey, you know what I was thinking though? Um, when you were talking about the audience situation in, in these virtual shows, uh, didn't Periscope and I think maybe even Facebook Live has that thing where if people are watching you, or not Facebook, uh, Instagram Live, like oh, where the hearts? They, they no, little Facebook hearts. does it too. They, yeah, they should. Yeah. They should have hahas. And and then just tell I was everybody. Thinking about that. Just press that when you actually laugh. And yeah, I like that. Don't be a dick about it. I mean, I, I don't know what being a you wouldn't be. You'd be actually the opposite of a dick if you're just constantly hitting it. But but like be honest about it because the 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 comedian appreciates genuine feedback, right? I mean, it's kind of important. Yeah, but what happens when you get that one ha ha? <laughs> <laughs> you tell you us, Garen. What, react to it. What does that feel like, Garen? You could tell us. <laughs> Uh, well, if I saw on the screen, I, that that makes me immediately think as a heckler. Uh, oh, you think it's a sarcastic, a sarcastic? <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I think that that's more of a Rorschach for what's going on inside the individual that you are. Yeah, like not just that's you, true. but anyone. Like if you if you see something that could be sincere and could be sarcastic, why not? Why not give yourself the benefit of the doubt? You know, if you don't have you don't have any information about what's going on inside that person, you only know what's going on inside your person. If you think it was, if you think, oh yeah, you're right, that should be sarcastic. You know, yeah, I I didn't do a great job, but you know why not? But with no evidence, why not believe in yourself for one second? <laughs> I, I can only say that internally I am extremely mentally stable. There's no nothing <laughs> off about me in any way. Extremely and what I have to say to that is, is ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting iced by Kaplan. Uh, All right, listen, why don't we do this? Why don't we take another break here, Matt? Yeah. Uh, we'll take another break. When we come back, I'll, uh, we'll go uh, further around the horn. I'll get everybody's uh, trivia answers. Uh, and then we'll, we'll chat more with Mike Kaplan right after this. Hey, guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Mike Kaplan's on Twitter at Mike Kaplan. That's M-Y-Q-K-A-P-L-A-N. And he's got a new album, AKA, comes out Friday. Check it out. Uh, you can find out more information if you just go to uh, his Twitter feed or MikeKaplan.com. Uh, he's also doing a show on the Friday night, uh, the day that his album comes out, uh, a virtual show that anyone in the world can attend. Uh, I think it's called the Nowhere Comedy Club is the is the name of the uh, the joint that they're, they're doing a lot of stand-up online now. So check that out and enjoy all things Mike Kaplan. He is fantastic, as you have seen and heard on this very episode. Uh, let's see. Meanwhile, Never Not Funny is live uh, on this channel, and that's about it for right now. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that sentence because we're not doing any shows coming up. But uh, we are still available on YouTube. If you want to watch clips of the show, that's uh, youtube.com slash never not funny. You can follow us on Twitter at never not funny. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash never not funny. Jimmy is at Jimmy Pardo on Twitter. Garen's at my name is Garen. That's also his handle on Patreon and Cameo if you want to uh, touch base with him in any format uh, of those. Oh, and Twitch too. twitch.tv slash my name is Garen. 
Elliot's also doing uh, some video game live streaming uh, over on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Simple Night One, K N I G H T One, the number one. Uh, so support these guys during the quarantine and enjoy their output outside of Never Not Funny. That's about it. Enjoy. Hey, hiring's hard. So hard. So ZipRecruiter's there to make it easy. So easy. That a boy, Matt. You did exactly what I was hoping for. We don't plan these folks. We don't script these out. We we sit down. We go, uh, hey, let's do a ZipRecruiter ad. And then I, I just say something, and then Matt responds. And it's very, very, never not funny. Very brand. organic. Uh, very organic. We both turn into James Austin Johnson <laughs> doing Trump. Very organic. They're talking about organic. <laughs> Hey, see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's 24 hours. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. Go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Once again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Look, we haven't had to hire anybody in a long time, but I know there's people out there that have a small business and they do. Yes. And uh, look. I don't want to do that job. If you wanted to work, you would go work uh, as a headhunter if you cared, if you enjoyed hiring people for, you know, if that was your your passion. It's not mine. No, it's, I don't, it's not mine either. So my passion's the opera. <laughs> Obviously, we all know that. Okay, I just want to make from, sure. From longtime listeners know that you love the I opera. I want to make sure that everybody's reminded of it. So just leave it to the professionals at ZipRecruiter. Let them do it. Let their technology help you so that you don't have to waste your time finding great candidates that's exactly right by the way we have tickets for the opera coming up i'm gonna hire somebody to go in my place <laughs> uh that is my passion my passion for the opera is to avoid it yeah uh ziprecruiter.com slash pardo ziprecruiter.com slash pardo z-i-p-r-e-c-r-u-i-t-e-r.com slash pardo ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire uh listen this is you you know this uh, belknap and and hokeberg and myself we love the factor meals in fact garen cockrell's gotten on board with the factor recently yeah he's into it i we, mean who wouldn't like it and once you try it you go hey this is good stuff once you factor you can't go back there yeah it's like that old yo gabba gabba song try it you'll like it i never was on board with yo gabba gabba <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah. In the, in the imagine, 16 years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very I think it was hipster. very of the pre-me. Like, I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like, before I had a kid. It, it, oh, yeah. It, it sure. was prior to Oliver's where. I don't I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on with We're here to talk about Factor. Yeah. Although, you know what? Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down. Watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's get them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh my God. Oh, they got all, this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash Pardo50. Use code Pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code Pardo50 at factormeals.com slash Pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2610. Mike Kaplan is here. Uh, Let me refresh everybody's memory on what the uh, trivia question is, because we're about to get some answers. Uh, In a season five episode of The Simpsons entitled Bart Gets an Elephant, Bart wins a gag prize of an elephant, but later uh, will get money instead. He demands he gets the elephant. 
This is a nearly exact parody of a real event where the same thing happened. On what game show was a gag elephant given? And, uh, Garen, we last left uh, off with you uh, going around the horn. Let's check in with you. What, what do you think the answer is on that, Garan? Uh, this was a tough one. I mean, there's so many you can pick from, Jimmy. So I'm going to go with let's make a deal. I see. The great uh, the great Monty Hall. Let's make a deal. Or if, uh, the current one, of course, with uh, Wayne Brady. And is it Jonathan Magnum? Is it Mangum? How, Ma- how do you Mangum. say that? Mangum. Uh, boy, he's a, he's a nice guy, uh, Jonathan. Uh, I've only met him a few times, but he was always very, very nice and very, uh, very pleasant. And uh, he's on there with that Wayne Brady. Uh, but that Jonathan is a boy. He's a nice guy. Um, I like I like that you said he's a nice guy, but also that you've only met him a few times. So who knows? Well, that's true. <laughs> I, on the other side of uh, when he's not around me, maybe he's the biggest prick in the world, Mike, to your point. <laughs> Uh, but around me, boy, he minds his P's and Q's. He goes out of his way to be pleasant, and rightfully so. He's in the he's in the uh, he's in the presence of royalty. Um, I'm uh, a member of Crown Royal. I used to drink quite a bit. Um, so Garen says, "Let's make a deal." That's uh, what's behind door. That's the old cliche. What's behind door number one, number two, number three? Uh, I used to love the original. Let's make a deal. Um, I think once uh, the new one suffers from. Uh, people not being uncomfortable on camera in the way that they were back in the mm-hmm. day where people were just people, uh, like Depeche Mode would tell us, uh, where they would just be there and they would be, oh, I, I, even though they're dressed up and they kind of, you know, are presentational, they still were awkward on camera and nobody's awkward on camera anymore. Everybody's True. like, mm-hmm. yep, it's my turn. I've been waiting my whole life and now here we fucking go. Well, I'm playing. because in Los Angeles, everybody wants to be an actor. So everyone's well, going on these shows to and they also want people that are so yeah uh, they, big they, and they, animated yeah you know. it's almost hard to find those weirdos anymore like and, that's and, part and, of the fun of watching those old game shows is is seeing how you know bizarre sometimes people acted like the old dating game and newlywed and all that stuff it's like we're watching Garen, to your point we're watching uh concentration um on buzzer and or uh you know actually my friend john richie's got a great youtube channel called uh uh wink's vault wink martindale's uh it's his YouTube that John curates it. And uh, the old uh, concentration, there was a woman on the other day. I'm not kidding. The contestant was missing a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen today. That would never be allowed to happen today. And these were just real people who are a little bit awkward on camera. Yeah. They're not comfortable, but they play the game well. And it, it, honestly, it's a lot more enjoyable than watching people that are slick and beautiful. It just because uh, you're watching again. Go ahead, Mike. Have you all seen uh, Josh Androsky, comedian who went on The Price is Right and was under the influence of psilocybin mushrooms at the time? No. So that's worth a watch. Okay. <laughs> Josh, and, and now uh, does, is, that, is that the name he goes by as a comedian? I believe that is so. Do I know it? Did he end up, did he host something or was he on something that I would recognize that name? Did he write on something? Uh, he very well could. I don't know his whole IMDb or Wikipedia. I, I do know that he's talked about that. I think he ran for a public office as well recently. He's an he's an L.A. guy. He's he's around. You've probably been around him. Skateboard do I know this guy, rabbi? Matt? What does it say to him, uh, uh, Garen? Skate the skateboard rabbi. Is that what he goes by? Or is that what he calls himself? Uh, I don't know if he does. But Josh Jodrowski, right? Yeah, yeah Josh oh, yeah. yeah, Jodrowski. Like, he's got a drug problem. I, I I know that name. I feel like I must have met him years and years ago. Um, but I don't know if you know him, Jimmy. All right. Well, I don't know the skateboard rabbi, nor do I want to. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Right? I don't need that guy. If I'm going to go see my rabbi, I don't want him going by quickly. I want to spend some time with him. That. What if you're on a skateboard also? Ah, uh, tandem skating. Oh, tandem with my rabbi. Okay, I'm back, I'm back on board. <laughs> Literally a skateboard. Literally, for yes. Two. <laughs> <laughs> I believe a time delay made us say that in unison. Um, so, all right, let me check in with the audience of one. That's uh, Elliot Hopeberg. Uh, okay, what's that now, Elliot? I think uh, Matt should recognize this. Oh, is that uh, is that Vader's throne room or the? That's the that's the no that's the uh, the conference room from the Death Star. Oh yeah, it's in very honor li- of uh, very dimly lit. I can barely see it. Yeah, well, I had to get the. I'm not going to do the bit. Um, but yeah, so I I didn't do anything else Star Wars wise. I didn't think we were going to be doing that. So, uh, so you were right. This is this is my you, you you were right. We are not doing that. <laughs> I find your lack of preparation disturbing god damn it i like it <laughs> i liked it too i was giving it the the respect it deserved garen that was not a uh that was not a laugh out loud moment that was a uh, let's acknowledge how nice that was oh that was like one of those oh yeah that's funny no that's not even that moment. it's not even a, that dis- <laughs> this is a time where that was a nice statement that we all enjoyed yeah i even enjoyed it and i was will you go it. to I, i'm not kidding garen when, when, when this quarantine's over will you go to confidence classes will you go to <laughs> Classes. I guess confidence classes. I guess I wanted to say a second time. Pills for that? <laughs> they don't have pills for it. Although, how's that? Uh, hey, how's that uh, Celsius working for you? How's that beverage? Oh yeah. You know, it's good enough that I just ordered a pack of the uh, powdered version that I could just add to regular water. You order that in the middle of this program. You're supposed to be focused on this program, and you're on the internet ordering shit. Jimmy, I can multitask in ways you have no idea. Oh, I got a pretty good idea that you can't. We know. <laughs> I got seven years of experience. This we also, we lost. just came off a break. Remember? I do remember that. That's a, you, make a, you make a very good point. Uh, all right, let's go back to the audience of one. What's going on in Palms, Elliot? Or you want to uh, uh, go into more detail on the next episode where we'll have to? Uh, we'll, uh, fill some I will time. say that I got a call from uh, the DMV. Apartment uh, motor vehicles. Plate, yeah, the, the license plate I ordered is finally in, and apparently. Um, there's some question about uh, how, uh, like, uh, I guess they don't want me to come by to pick it up. Uh, they're trying to figure out. Uh, I, I it went to voicemail, so I'm going to have to call uh, they don't, later. They don't mail you the plate. Yeah, you why can't, can't they mail no. it? No. In fact, when I when I ordered it, they were very clear that I was going to have to pick it up from the DMV. And apparently, even though the the other plate that I got, the 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 regular one, they mailed that. I don't know why, why they can't they mail these. I don't know. But I, I'm more than happy to come get it. But I'm wondering if maybe they just aren't open for people to come in at all. Yeah. Or, but he said he's going to get a, some kind of a technician to deal with it. I don't know. What. Well, I know the DMV. What didn't our governor ex- uh, say? If you, if your li- uh, driver's license is expiring, that it's just uh, it's good to go until this yeah. is over. You don't have to renew it uh, during this time. Well, and, and as well, much as good. I want my license plate, I don't need it. I don't. It's, I haven't had any trouble driving with the with the temporary thing on the windshield, and I'm not driving that much, so it's not it's not a big hassle. But I think things are pretty lax right now. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I got a lot of books out from the library, and uh, get to keep them for yeah, months. They're, they're yours now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you are an outlaw, Mike. <laughs> Is that what you were doing frantically on like Friday the Thirteenth of March? You were just running from library to library, grabbing as many books as you could. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes. <laughs> What's the last book? What, what are you reading currently, Mike? What? Uh... A fine question. Uh, you know, uh, what I was actually doing on the 13th of March is relevant. I was weirdly on a cruise performing. Oh, no. Uh, I went on the cruise on the 7th of March, pre-pandemic 
you know, and then it was all like oh, they they took a lot of care to be like you know don't you know we we did elbows instead of shaking hands with people that that was the stage it was at, and there was a lot of hand sanitizer. But the it was the Joko cruise. Are you familiar with this? Jonathan Colton? Yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, they've been doing it for ten years, and they have all these amazing performers, uh, podcasters, comedians, musicians, and authors uh, like sci-fi, gaming, like this you know big compassionate like weirdo community. And uh, and one of the writer, one of the authors I, I'd never heard of before was a, a sci-fi writer named N.K. Jemison. Uh, I've now since heard her name in a Childish Gambino song that came out uh, <laughs> wow. on the, the new album that I think is fantastic. That came out at mid-March. Uh, but so she, she has, I think she's the only person who's won the Hugo Award, which is a, a fancy sci-fi award, like a big sci-fi award. She's won it three times in a row, three years in a row. And oh, so, like wow. one of the other sci-fi Hugo Award winners on the boat was like, yeah, she is the best sci-fi writer of uh, our generation. And so I'd been just in the past year getting into Ursula Le Guin. I've been reading tons of her stuff. I love The Lathe of Heaven. I'm reading, a, a, I've got a bunch more slated. Uh, I read Kindred by Octavia Butler. And he's like, you should check out N.K. Jemison. So I'm reading. Uh, it's on my computer. So I don't know the, I think it's the fifth season is what it's called. It's whatever it is. It's the first of her trilogy of Hugo Award winning books. So I love I love it. I recommend it. Great. And you enjoyed the cruise as well? I, I did. It was uh, fantastic to perform. I performed maybe like the, the second night. And then there were a few other things that were like fun to do to participate in and just like workshops all day and like comic book authors like uh, Matt Fraction, Kelly Sue DeConnick, like doing workshops and panels. And uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, oh, Vince. Uh, one of my, my he's like, I'm like, he's my favorite musician now. What is his name? It is. Uh, <laughs> Vance Gilbert is uh, an amazing musician that I'd seen in the 90s and then didn't see again until this cruise. And he is a a force of beautiful music. And uh, so he performed and he did performance workshops. And so, yeah, the yes, the answer is yes. I had a fantastic time on this cruise and was also thrilled to get off of it, go home and then never leave again. (laughs) Uh, Mike, I'll say two things to that. Vance Gilbert's been on this very show twice. Oh, uh, my beautiful. wife and I danced. Uh, our first dance was to a Vance Gilbert song. What song? Uh, a song called High Rise, which oh. is a, a beautiful ballad, a beautiful that- He's uh, it's it's unbel- I can't believe that I have for you know I knew him and had his music playing in the '90s in my experience, and then two decades without him, and now uh, he's, back, he's back. And I I think about him frequently. I had him on my podcast. He played a, a couple songs and and just taught. He's man. He could everybody check it dude yeah, yeah listen. agreed 100 percent agree yeah. uh, and really funny Gilbert. funny dude yeah oh yeah but uh, and i believe even tonight although it's a monday oh, he's doing it every monday night he does his pajama uh live pajama shows and he uh tonight oh, yeah uh, he's doing nothing but sad songs so i'm interested <laughs> to that sounds fun uh see what that is uh my question for you, uh, before yeah. we get to, to Elliot's uh, trivia answer, uh, but it, it kind of came up uh, organically in my head on this. Some comedy clubs are opening, they're reopening. Uh, what will it take for Mike Kaplan, uh, who does the road quite a bit, uh, for you to get back on the road? When will you be comfortable doing so? Uh, that's a great question. I think it really depends on like a lot of other you know information and uh, it obviously if there's a vaccine i'll i'll and every and most people have had it or if enough testing has been done to know that oh these people like the majority of people have had it and maybe we've got we're heading towards herd immunity maybe we know that a lot of people got it asymptomatically that would be great like if it's already happened for more people uh so i mean it certainly 
Uh, I mean, I, I imagine people knowing that I'm coming from New York City will have a higher bar for uh, wanting me to be there. So like right now, I remember I had a show scheduled for like April 23rd in Connecticut. And so they're like, so we're not doing anything in April. Do you want to schedule it again for like June or July? I'm like, these sound like made up times. You're like, like <laughs> why not? Yeah, put it down. Absolutely, June. And then we'll make it September and then we'll make it what like right. I've I've really acclimated to like, well, I guess I'm I'm here and I'm I'm glad that I recorded an album last year and that I'm excited to be telling people about it now that that there was a time, you know, billions of years ago. So and I'm it, it'll be like a such a bonus to get to to actually perform in a room with people again. I guess I've heard that some places are like they'll have like, you know, six seats apart for, you know, people at first, if that's the way it's going to be. So, I mean, I, for myself, I guess if there's there's a back entry, you don't have to, you know, uh, touch all the people like it, I, it'll depend on, I guess, the how seriously the places are taking it and what the what the newest news from science and and culture is. You recommend listening to science uh, uh, over uh, our uh, White House? I mean, I guess listen to it all. But yeah, I would say uh, judge for yourself. And yes, yeah, the answer is yes. Science is a uh, big, big fan, big fan. Sci Science says is my new uh, new game I like to play. All right. And you're having a good time with that game? Oh, yeah. Like uh, in put ingest bleach, uh, inject bleach into your body. Oh, science didn't say. That's what I'm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Science uh, says put a mask on. OK. Yeah. OK. We'll do that. Drink bleach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love it that's insane uh mike i don't know if you're doing that bit on stage but i would recommend uh working out on that uh, nowhere club this friday do you know legitimately i thought it right before we started recording and i'm like i guess this is this is the time <laughs> yeah it's a good bit i like that bit yeah, yeah i'm it's funny i'm working on i'm right you know in 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 addition to the shows that I'm doing to help spread the word, I'm like writing some pieces for like different magazines or things that are like, hey, well, write this. And so I'm trying to come up with uh, my top my I'm writing top five like meditation apps and guides and things that I use. And so I would start I was just just starting to write it. And I'm like, oh, meditation, like science agrees, like, you know, magic agrees, like, you know, the woo woo community, the empirical community. So I literally just wrote down like science says do it. I'm like, oh, that's fun. That kind of sounds like so uh, I'm grateful to be here. Who says comedy can't happen without an audience? Right. So I appreciate it. Uh, that's the great Mike Kaplan. It goes, you got the great new album out. Uh, I assume it's great. Uh, Mike's work is always terrific. AKA is what it's called. You can get that, of course. Uh, uh, you can pre-order it now. It comes out uh, on Friday. So best of luck on uh, listening to that during these uh, hard times. Um, Elliot, give me your trivia answer, please. All right. At the risk of infuriating both you and Matt, there's, this is the only time that this very short story would ever be appropriate. We were talking about ambigrams, and I guess I'm kind of showing off a little bit, but I once had a client who I made a business card that was kind of an ambigram. It was his English name in one direction, and when you spun the card around, it was his name in Japanese in the other direction. That's and see, I, that's, that's awesome. Actually, really cool. That makes it sense. Was, that's yeah. that's when that's when that should be used so that you can do something cool like that. Why would that anger me? French, by the way, so that seems weird. <laughs> just because because I because you asked me a question and I I refused to answer it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's all right. Wait, I, I only on my experience. I actually before I, I I thought I liked the idea, but it just occurred to me the client wasn't the Dread Pirate Roberts, was it? <laughs> because <Now. laughs> so no. I'm gonna have to no, rescind. Okay, good. Only in one direction. <laughs> That's right. In the other direction, it said Wesley. Um, all right. So here's my answer, and it will yeah. come as probably zero surprise. Uh, I did come up with this on my own. It was not because Garen said it. I also said let's make a deal. 
You went with it. And again, I love the old Monty Hall. It's on mm-hmm. the air again now with Wayne Brady as the host. As a child, I thought he was Mon T. Hall, by the way. <laughs> you thought his name was Mon T. Hall, like, like mm-hmm. Tom T. Hall. Yep. <laughs> and like Mon Mothma. Shout out to Star Wars. May the fourth be with you. Is somebody getting a phone call to save this uh, segment? <laughs> that is an alarm, and I don't know where it is coming from. I don't hear it. Okay. I hear it. All right. Uh, we all yeah, hear, it. hear it. Yeah, Elliot's got it. a problem with his headphones. Let me go get it. Uh, I'll be right back. All right. So we got two with uh, that is let's make a deal. Um, of course, as uh, I said, with the, with the great Monty Hall. Um, as and it's on right now with Wayne Brady and Jonathan Mangum, and Jonathan Mangum's a really great guy, and uh, Wayne Brady's on that show too. So I met him um, once, and he was also great, Jonathan Mangum. My point is, Wayne Brady's a dickhead. That's what I'm getting at, Elliot. <laughs> oh, uh, never met him. I met him once. He was a prick. Maybe he's a nice guy. I don't know anything about Wayne Brady. He might have had a bad day. Could have happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I don't know. It's unfair to me. I met him one time. You're exactly right. People have bad days. Uh, Matt, let's check in with you. Speaking of bad days, uh, you got to be having one. Uh, <laughs> right? I know that you usually have to spend the 4th of May uh, out and about and in your costume. <laughs> your no. Boba Fett sweatshirt. I do have a Boba Fett sweatshirt, yeah. I, I usually only wear that to Star Wars movies that are new in the theater. But You don't uh, wear it on May the 4th? Well, I mean, usually it's too warm on May the 4th to wear a sweatshirt, so. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the comedy's too hot here to wear it, I'll tell you that. I got I, I said this, uh, I, I, I've appeared on a different podcast to talk about the last few Star Wars movies as they came out, a, a show called Obsessed with uh, Joseph Scrimshaw, and I said this on that show, so I'll say it here, just in full disclosure. I think, um, I think The Rise of Skywalker, which I liked parts of, I think it kind of cured me of being a Star Wars fan in some ways because really, yeah, I, it just, because it was the end of, it was supposed to be the end of everything. And I walked out going, Oh, well, if that's it, then I, um, not to, you know, again, to quote the Simpsons, I've wasted my life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was in that way, the end of everything, including your fandom. (laughs) I still like Star Wars and I still pay attention to it, but I, I don't have that same, feeling of i mean i maybe it comes and goes i don't know like i I probably felt this way after episode three came out too and then it came back around like i i think uh i need periodic breaks from it and and one of the Mm -hmm. problems with the with the disney uh buyout is that they're not really going to ever let us take a break from star wars again and that's that's to the detriment of star wars to me did you see they uh, Taika Waititi's directing one. Yeah. Writing one. In case you Which, guys talked about that while I was MIA for a second. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. But and and I love Taika Waititi, but I also have this strong feeling that uh, the best Star Wars movies are made by bad directors, and and like good directors have too strong. Like you can't have too. To me, you don't. If you have too strong of a vision and too too, if you're too uh, much of an auteur, I think that gets in the way of what Star Wars is supposed to be, which is just kind of pulp. Uh, serial nonsense that's kind of fun and and escapist so i'm a little i'm as i'm scared of that but i do like him a lot and he did he did direct an episode of the mandalorian which was great so yeah and, and the mandalorian is directed most uh, often by uh, now i can't pick his name but he i would consider John him to Favreau? be an auteur well Favreau, Favreau produced it i don't know if he did he direct an episode i can't remember I don't know. uh but yeah i know i know what you're saying i i, I mean I think maybe it just comes down to like some people align with my feelings about what star wars should be and some don't but i, don't I think no i think everyone does 
<laughs> yes, we are all well, of you, Matt. You've just said exactly what I had hoped you everyone would say, and that <laughs> you fulfilled my wildest dream, Mike. Thank you, Matt. You're right. It's it's like uh, when I when I, before I ever went to therapy, my imagination of what ther- what I wanted from therapy was to tell the therapist everything that happened in my life and how I was feeling right then, and have them be like, "That's correct. Like you've done it. <laughs> you passed." This is this makes perfect like yeah. Well, what are you even yeah. here for? <laughs> right. Uh, all right, Matt. Give me your trivia question. I also I also said let's make a deal. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I had I had yeah. a hard time pulling that name because it's such a. There's so many game shows that where the name of uh, old ones too, where the name of the game show is just like, it's just a kind of cliche phrase and like uh, like you bet your life. Let's make a deal. They're, they all kind of blend together in my head. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking the Monty Hall one. Let's make yeah, that's the one. So that's what I'm going with. All right, it's of course uh, you're the, the great Monty Hall uh, hosted, as you just alluded to, and it's on the air now with uh, Wayne Brady versus <laughs> Jonathan Mangum. Oh, oh wait, who, who is it hosted by again? It's a Wayne Brady, Elliot. Uh, oh, this okay. Is, this is the kind of joke you can only do when we're not in the same room together, because I would I would throw something heavy at your head. At what this would you point. throw? There's nothing heavy enough in the studio to throw at my head. I, I would oh. unplug like the the headphone amp and throw it at you. I think that would <laughs> okay. be, that Fair would get, get it done. Uh, Mike Kaplan's here. He's got the radio uh, album out, AKA, available on Blind Medicine Records. Uh, Mike, what is your guess here for uh, this trivia question, uh, the real game show that The Simpsons based the elephant episode on? I'm uh, both very excited and or scared to tell you that I also said, let's make a deal <laughs> for this reason, that uh, I was dating a woman uh, who was younger than me uh, by about a decade uh, in my 30s. She was in her 20s and she didn't have all the same, you know, uh, cultural references that uh, like I didn't grow up with. Let's make a deal. But she didn't even grow up having heard of, you know, being aware of let's make a deal. So I was describing it to her and I'm like, so there's like one door that has a car and maybe like another door and the other two doors have goats and you pick one and then they show you one of the other ones and they always can show you a goat because whether you picked a goat, they show you the other goat or you picked a car, they show you one of the goats and then you, they ask you if you want to switch and I ask like, what would you do to try and see if she, um, you know, gets the mathematical answer and she says, I'd love to keep the goat and I was like, well, that's not, <laughs> not at all. She's like, I have a car and goats are so cute she's like if i got a car could i trade it for the goat and you know we we had we had fun but that's legitimately what she said so i i assume i mean my only reason that i think it might not be is that i thought it was only goats on that show and never an elephant (laughs) right (laughs) but i honestly like that's that gets to the point of this i cannot think of another game show where they gave away weird things like that can you yeah, I can't either. Uh, in fact, it might be so a local I, TV show, or maybe the thing that uh, Let's Make a Deal was based on, or something. My answer is the same. Well, you can't see it because of the green nope. screen. Uh, <laughs> I went with uh, Let's Make a Deal as well. So, mm-hmm. five of us are all going to. We're each going to get a dollar. Oh no, no, it goes to the money. Uh, the, 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 the the person the, with the most points. Yeah. Right. Uh, Comes down you know, to points. Let me see if I can have Oliver come in here to uh, give us the answer, uh, so we could all. So I don't have to reveal it. Uh, Abraham oh. Lincoln. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the game show. So yeah. come in here, son. <laughs> what, what, what you may not know, Mike, is that is that uh, we were convinced that it was uh, the go- governor who was uh, inducted into the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Who was, governor, who was, uh, just a politician. politician. politician Jesse right. Ventura? No. Yeah, that's what we thought the answer was. We all thought it was Jesse Ventura. We were convinced of it. Turns out, Abraham Lincoln. Oh. Was a big wrestler. He won 300 matches with without a loss. And uh, was uh, inducted in, what was it, 1990? In 1992, he was inducted into yeah. the Wrestling Hall of Fame, which, again, that date makes it seem like, well, it's got to be Jesse Ventura. 
This is the truth. This is the yeah. truth. This was last week or was it last week or two, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Abraham Lincoln, the president. Yes. Mm-hmm. From from history. The great yes. emancipator. And Illinois. <laughs> also, uh, he involved it in some debates with Douglas. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> yes. uh, wore a big hat. Um, mm-hmm. Looks like a skeleton, especially now that he is one. And uh, <laughs> he he was sincerely, he wrestled and is a re- Hall of Fame wrestler. That, That's right. I, Correct. I, I sincerely uh, ask you when we are done to look this up and be amazed at the information you find. I 100% will do that. None of us looked it up. We just assumed that a child's trivia question was correct. (laughs) Oh, it wasn't so much that. I just, I wanted to see how that, like, I I was fascinated by that I'm curious. Did you drink that Celsius? (laughs) Because you haven't stopped talking for six minutes. (laughs) Shut it down. I don't think that's 100% true. Shut it down. Uh, when do Ellie, we, uh, Oliver? Do we reveal how much we we bet at various points? First, uh, we're going to find yet, out. Mike, the, we have to uh, get the answer. So, uh, oh, I understand. Uh, Oliver, here's a, here, let me, I'm going to re up to speed. Uh, we've all guessed. Let's make a deal. All five of us uh, have guessed that. Instead of me opening this up and seeing if I'm right or if we're all right or wrong, I'm going to have you uh, come on and tell us uh, what is the answer uh, to this trivia question. Uh, well, it's not. Let's make a deal. That's all. That's wrong. So. Again, you got us again. Is it is it Prices Right? Yes, it is the Prices. That's the only other one that it could have been given on air in the very like the very first like run season of the Prices Right. Huh. Elephants were constantly given as gag prizes, but um off, on air, but off air the contestants would get four thousand dollars in trade. Uh, and you know the they were never actually supposed to keep the elephant. Um, however, one contestant complained and demanded that he get his elephant, as that was the prize that he won on the show, uh, and that's what the episode is based on. Wow. All right, thank you, Oliver. Right, yeah. Wow. Oliver now, Matt, if you visualize that episode of The Simpsons, can you can you f- see it being The Price is Right? Because I feel like I kind of can. I don't remember the game element of that episode at all. Uh, I just remember that the elephant's name was Stampy, so I should probably win the money, right? <laughs> No, I don't know if that's how this game works. So this is very interesting because I was certain that I was not going to win because I, I didn't bet enough. I wish I could show you if this I wish this paper wasn't green so you could see that I crossed out the PR as I started ha. writing prices right. <laughs> wow. And then went, oh, no, dummy, it's let's make a deal. Like I literally yeah. was like so excited that I figured it out. Uh, I, all right, what did everybody uh, go ahead, Matt? I, I thought that too. Like I, I thought the price is right initially. And I was like, oh, no, it's, it's got to be that Monty Hall one because they always had crazy prizes. And I like, I, I, you know, I like getting things right. I like winning, but it's also so nice that we all have this, this solidarity, this communal, <laughs> yes. like sort of microcosm of what's going on in the world today. We're like, we all thought we were doing the right thing, but as it turns out, uh, we should have not done that. <laughs> so once again, my son, uh, writes a trivia question that, uh, escapes us. Good answer. That was a good one. I like that a good one question. a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. It's very good. Uh, all right, so uh, Garen, what'd you what'd you bet? Uh, well, I mean, I'm the pop culture beast, so when you said pop culture, I had to go 25. Wow, oh, boy. down all to right. zero for the week. All right, uh, Elliot, I went eight, eight for Elliot. Matt Belknap, I went 22. I was pretty confident. Wow, uh, Mike, uh, I did. I don't know if you can see that. 12. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, and you won't be able to see mine, but uh, this makes this complicates things. Uh, I went eight. Oh. oh, is that a rollover? So we tie. Should we roll over or just no, split we it? Split it. We split it. Two fifty each. Yeah. 
Look, I'm, I'm taking my, this is my first win of any kind in this game. Yeah, you know what? Me too. I'm, I'm thrilled, even, if, even if I got it wrong and I got something for the points. Matt, yep. what's happening over there in the studio? Is something going, is something going to be breaking bad? I just heard a. I just heard someone who sounded like they were in distress, and I was trying to figure out. Oh, oh. Jesus! Well, that's priority. Well, you know what? We're closing up the show, so can you wait a minute before you help that uh, damn? <laughs> that's, how, that's how danger works. I think it's fine. It's fine. Uh, that guy will wait for us to finish up. Uh, hey, Mike Kaplan, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure as always. Uh, Mike, stay safe. Of course, Mike's got the album that comes out this Friday. It's called AKA. Mike's uh, previous. Uh, hang on, Matt is going to go help somebody. Matt is up and moving. Uh, but I'll say goodbye without him. That's uh, how we'll stop. Or wait, or is that like? Should we get? Do we need? To we have no get... idea what he, whether what he's dealing with is serious or not. I think is the issue. Yeah. Well, if it's something serious, we might not see him for a few minutes. So All right, I, I see Shadow, so he's coming yeah. back in. It may just be maybe it's uh, maybe the package arrived or something. Could be, could be. But I see Shadow's package. Back. Yeah. Um, I'm used to a FedEx person being in distress. Matt, is everything okay? Yeah, it was a FedEx. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, all right, my, uh, Mike, again, a.k.a. is the album. Go check it out, MikeKaplan.com. M-Y-Q is how he spells it. Uh, thank you guys so much for being with us. Uh, of course, stay safe during this time and, um, you know, follow all the rules. Uh, science says, that's my new motto. <laughs> and uh, look forward to my new special, Science Says, that I'll be taping this Friday. Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> nope, I got something new, Mike. I'm really excited about it. Uh, oh, God. Good luck to you on your sets. <laughs> uh, on behalf of the Pop Culture Beast, that's Garen Cockrell. The audience one, that's Elliot Hopper. The Honcho Matt Belknap. Uh, our great friend Mike Kaplan. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Stay safe, guys. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC. We'll be right back.